Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast. I am BJ Ryan, teaming up with the one and only Terry Layton. Good morning, Terry. G'day, BJ. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. It's been a good week. Yourself? Yeah, it hasn't been too bad a week. I'm probably getting a little bit uh, jaded of form. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, you probably would have noticed, actually. Uh, 11, uh, as of the Sunday Bunbury Cup meet, that'll mean that 11 of the previous 12 days there's been a uh, WA racing meet on, which is uh, a bit of a rarity in WA. We usually get, obviously, Monday, Tuesdays and most Fridays off. So I'm, uh, I'm getting a little, bit, uh, a little bit formed out, which is a rarity for me. Yeah, it's been hectic and uh, it just keeps rolling this weekend, doesn't it? So. Certainly does. I'm looking forward to the meets, though. Uh, sad day is probably not quite as enthusiastic as last week, but um, I am looking forward to it and definitely looking forward to a pretty competitive-looking Bunbury Cup as well. Mm. Also a bit happening at Flemington too, but we'll touch on yes. that shortly. Yes. Now, Terry, you gave everyone a not-so-subtle reminder about why you're known as the Perth Racing Guru. Last week's episode, you... Crystal, you absolutely crystal balled the hell out of the Ascot 1000 guineas, um, absolutely declaring Lonsdale Lady to the listeners. The race has turned out exactly as you predicted. Well done, son. That was fantastic. Uh, yeah, that all worked out, uh, all went according to plan, which as we know, doesn't always occur. Um, I was actually telling the boys on track uh, a few minutes after the race, once I'd finished uh, running down the straight and giving Pete McCormick a big hug, um, <laughs> I was telling them that I uh, went searching for Lonsdale Lady in the run because I couldn't believe that uh, she pinged as well as she did and found the front. But uh, yeah, I think once that occurred, we felt uh, we felt pretty, uh, pretty confident in the run. Good stuff. So... On Saturday night on Twitter, you threw out an offer for free drinks for an hour at the QT rooftop bar. Did anyone happen to take you up yeah, on that offer? Yeah, look, you do funny things after a couple of beers, don't you? Uh, it actually turned into about three hours of uh, free drinks at the rooftop bar. The uh, the bar tab definitely got a, a scene too. Uh, a couple a couple made it along. Chris Nelson, um, formerly of Punter, uh, Perth Turf Talks man. Uh, our friend of the podcast, Luke Fernie, came one, out for the The one evening. one's own, Luke The Fernie. one one's own, Luke Fernie. We'd already made plans. He wasn't one of the, uh, like Chris Nelson wasn't one of those tight asses that just wanted to get a few uh, free frothies. Uh, Big Fern and I had already planned to go for a beer and uh, he met a few of his new owners um, who have got into a couple of uh, couple of young fillies with uh, with uh, with Luke. But uh, yeah, we had a, about, uh, about 10 of us uh, attended and um, the boys uh, and girls were all uh, definitely utilising the free drink service which uh, we put on. Good work. Mm. I don't imagine... QT rooftop bar would be very cheap either. So I'm sure they got stuck in, which was great. Um, yeah, they, they didn't order anything off the normal menu. It was still <laughs> straight to the cocktail menu and then straight to the bottom of the cocktail menu as the prices went up in order. So no, they knew exactly what they were doing. But uh, yeah, luckily uh, luckily we got Lonsdale Lady up. Otherwise I might have been, uh, yeah, you might have been on the two-minute noodles this week, I think. you got to celebrate the wins. So um Speaking of celebrating, geez, it was a huge weekend for the pink and grey shamrock colours. Not only did Lonsdale Lady win the Ascot 1000 guineas, but the fabulous flying mare, 
Fabergino, she was too good for him down the straight thousand at Flemington last Saturday. Yeah, she was um, really, really impressive. I mean, she never really looked in any real doubt, but the funny thing is with those thousand metre races down the straight, they can just have one or two strides and their race is over. But um, no, that, that was awesome. Um, I love the way they're targeting certain thousand meter races for her they know her strengths now they know pushing it to 1200 is probably just going to be a waste of a run or maybe put her back further than she needs to be so she's a real um hit and run horse now isn't she just yeah. back out awesome so, I, yeah. I'd, I'd love to own um, a male oh, obviously i'd love to own a male like that but mm. uh yeah you can just target her. i mean what's what's next Do i think we- i think the the perfect race for her thousand meters group one Mooney Valley is the Moya. It's yes. usually run the night before the AFL Grand Final. I'm yep. pretty sure that I imagine that would be a natural spring target for her. Anyway, she's got Mooney Valley written all over it, mm-hmm. doesn't she? Yeah, no, that, that uh, makes a lot of sense. So hopefully, we, she can be our next, uh, our next uh, WA's next Group One winner. That would be pretty cool. Uh, although, what's the William Reed over 1200? Uh, I think the William Reed is 1200. I think that's the race that uh, Vital Silver and the Pierce Brothers will be heading over for sure, yes. and potentially Rock Magic as and well. And Terry Layton will be there as well. So, oh. yeah, actually, any listeners that are there, uh, any Melbourne-based listeners, I'll be there. Uh, Betfair are flying me across for a little function, actually, on the Wednesday. So uh, I'll be spending the weekend watching some footy and going the races. So uh, anyone that's based in Melbourne, ways, give, give us a shout. Not a bad geek being the guru, is it? So. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> so, um, sticking with Flemington last Saturday, Superstorm, gee whiz, he announced himself as a genuine Group 1 contender with a slashing second in the Australian Guineas behind the all-conquering Alligator Blood. Mm. Now, Superstorm, that was mighty in defeat. What he, about the ride, though? Just, yeah. Yeah, I, I quite liked the ride. No, that, that's what I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that wasn't it, it, I'm, but I'm positive today. There's, there's absolutely no chance of a tantrum on today's podcast. So I think he has uh, uh, William Pike. Obviously, was the job. He came into a bit of under a bit of criticism for the ride, um, mainly for the the Pushing first two hundred meters. I would suggest, um, but after he was last, improved along the rail, saved ground. What was the got, criticism? Just negative early, like there was no oh. no intent early, but um, the horse doesn't go early and he drew wide. What was he going to do? Just I'm not sure. I'll have to have a better look at the yep. start. But for me, it just looked like the horse just got beaten for speed that's, early. That's just superstorm. Yeah, got on the back of Catalyst, who unfortunately didn't. You know, there was a miss. It was been found to be a miss on the mm. day. If Catalyst was able to drag him into the race earlier, he probably doesn't get into the bumping duel with Dallas. And I don't know. Could have made things very interesting for Alligator Blood, but regardless, it was a great, uh, great result for Pike Team Williams, especially. I, loved, I no. love watching him push the uh, head down the line as well. Most a lot of jockeys would have been pretty content just going getting to the line. You, know, you haven't won the race, you're not going to win the race, and but he, he basically stole second place. Um, it was yeah, that that's one of the things that I love about uh, I love William Pike. I don't think a lot of jockeys could probably take a, a leap from that book we see cjp do it over here but not many others um really get the best out of their horse in that final one meter of the horse race so um yeah i loved watching that not that it did much for me personally i backed him win only unfortunately but. right right well i know there are were a few people who took your advice and backed him each way in the well, uh, early, early 10 futures. bucks a place or something like mm. that yeah no I'm, I'm not that smart unfortunately so anyway superstorm he's uh the the performance was deemed um, worthy enough to be granted one of the three wild card slots into the All Star Mile five million dollar 
gee whiz, All-Star Mile at Caulfield next Saturday, March 14. And um, Greg Carpenter, uh, Sam Groper himself, also happened to slot in uh, Blackheart Bar, one yeah, of our favourite sons, mm-hmm. into the into the wildcard slots as well. So um, looking forward to the All-Star Mile next weekend. Um, pretty exciting times ahead. So just getting back locally last Saturday, We've already touched on Lonsdale, Lonsdale Ladies uh, all the way. Us got thousand guineas. Did Lonsdale Lady win last week. Sure did. All oh, right, I missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> so there were a couple of nice runs behind the winner. The Phillies progress on to the twenty two hundred meter Natasha Stakes before the twenty four hundred meter WA Oaks Grand Final for some mm-hmm. of them. There, um, obviously, there was a couple of unlucky runners, but really Lonsdale Lady's gonna. She's well. I think that was only her fifth race start, so she's obviously got further improvement as well so and it wasn't a strong hit out first up or after that freshen up because she was mm. held up most of the way in that 1400 meter race mm. so um you, you'd think she should only really improve on her next run as well yeah and perhaps it does thin out a touch when it gets to the 22 and mm-hmm. the 24 so i imagine that um that horses like tuscan queen and naughty by nature Canvassed. and um ca- canvas was huge was good. and uh, i thought tuscan queen was really good so, yeah, yeah and i thought uh the run of mood goddess was a bit better than it read as mm. well so well, interesting to see what happens in the Natasha in a couple of weeks um, and uh, as a guide towards the Oaks. But at the moment, you imagine Lonsdale ladies in the box seat to uh, to go close to winning all uh, both those Phillies only yeah. races coming up. Money Matters, he's, he's been a good horse for the Durant family. He was well rated in front by Clint Johnston Porter. <laughs> it makes me feel slightly better that day. You probably remember a while ago I drove down to uh, Bunbury uh, to get the Italian job, my horse, over the line uh, to beat Money Matters. And we we just about backed him into favouritism and Money Matters beat us by about uh, 11 lengths. I now feel just a little bit better about the margin of defeat. Um, but, yeah, really, really nice win by uh, Money Matters. So... Adam Durant went uh, good training effort, 1,200 up to a mile. I think the ride was the key, just able to just give him an easier time than usual out in front, and he uh, held off Cryptic Wonder, who was pretty big in defeat, wasn't he? He was good. There yeah, were, I think that's... There, there were a couple of nice WA Derby trials among the beaten brigade oh, as well. I reckon the winner of the Oaks wins the Derby. Okay. I reckon the girls are an absolute mile in front of the blokes. Um, yeah, nothing really grabbed me too much. I was a bit disappointed uh, with the effort of Bogart, not the effort of the horse itself. I... I feel that Bogart should have been off the fence and making that run. I think if it comes wide with Cryptic Wonder, I think it wins the race, um, to be honest with you. I thought Apache Pass was probably the yeah, better race good, yeah. uh, out of the pick of him. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure about uh, about the male brigade heading towards the Derby. I really think we're going to see a uh, – um, yeah, the Oaks winner will probably win the Derby as well, okay. I think. All right. Now, um, yeah, we're touching on that Bogart situation, I, I was surprised that – uh, Bogart settled behind Cryptic Wonder in in the run. I thought that that's the position that he would have held, but he got he wasn't going well enough. Got pushed to the fence by the stable mate, and um, was always in a bit of strife from there. Now, the Luke and Peter Fernie combination, or not so much combination, but they continued their outstanding week with a combined double thanks to Regal Council and Mervyn. Um, I know your. Uh, linked in with the stable uh, in in a way did you get 
any of the Regal Council and Mervyn prices last Sunday, Terry? Uh, well, uh, well, you might remember on last week's podcast, Beige, I said if uh, Belter or Mervyn come out, you want to back the other um, because we spoke about the roadblocks with uh, Sterling Estate and Just Act uh, Natural. Just Act Natural. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly how it panned out. Chickspeak ended up on the back of those two slow ones. Plutocracy had to sit deep, as we thought, and Jade just let Mervyn run, run mm, and roll. Pitched I, it, yep. Exactly right. I mean, it got out to 15, 16 to 1. We didn't go nuts on it, but um, we definitely had something on it. And I knew Luke really liked Regal Council, but um, unfortunately, I thought I knew better than Luke. And I thought from barrier 12 with 60 kilos that it was going to be uh, a lot to go right. But uh, And I think a lot of that credit has to go to Mitchell Pavement with that win because that was probably... Um, that was the ride of the day, I think. But now that stable's absolutely flying. And uh, he, Luke's got, I think, three more big chances on Saturday. I think Pete's got one or two as well with mm. Pings Royale obviously coming back. So um, it could just continue rolling on for the uh, the Fernie boys. Yeah, definitely a hot camp. So um, knows how to celebrate too, Luke, as well. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so Saturday, Saturday night turned into a Sunday morning by the sounds of no, things. No, definitely not. Definitely um, not Jade McNaught, she's back. Uh, Back was she, was in a she ever big gone? way. Uh, I think her radar was off a touch, um, but maybe she's just um, getting on better quality horses at the moment with maybe the, there's a bit of a um, knock-on effect from the Pike, William Pike being um, yeah. in, in – um, in Melbourne on Cerise and White duties at the moment. She's a confident jockey. Uh, as I've often said uh, in some of our earlier episodes of the 1-1, BJ, she's a real hands jockey as well. When horses start rolling for her, they go for her really well. So we didn't get the chance last week to see if Speeding Comet would have got our Mandy up, my Mandy up. That would have been tipped the, uh, the late double. But uh, I, um, and this is a stupid thing to say after the race and very easy to say, but the way that race was run, the way they slowed it down mid-race, if she's parked out three deep there, I reckon that's going to be too good for him in that race well, And the way well, she's so. riding as well. And the way she's riding. Exactly right. Because that was um, uh, a treble last Saturday, following on from a treble on the Wednesday yes. at Ascot as well. So um, interesting. I think four of the six winners, Ascot winners, she's ridden in the last. Well, she rode in the last week. Four leaders, two box seat. Yep. So in early intent, positivity, and the horses are, are rolling for for Jade at the yeah, moment. She so, rides him really well. Mm, while we're on the subject of apprentice uh, jockeys, big congrats to Victoria Corver. She saluted the judge at her very first race ride, Terry, guiding Chisano to victory for Team Taylor at York on Monday. First ride, first win. That was a, uh, a really composed ride. The only thing I didn't like about it was the fact I backed the second horse um, <laughs> in that race. Uh, but no, she got taken on by uh, Chris Parnham and Miss Merritt, uh, who went nuts around her. She never tried to kick up and go with him. She just thought, no, I'll go at my speed, pulled out at the right, right time. And um, she probably had the best horse in the race, but she still had to ride it well and show a bit of composure. So, um, <laughs> no, good on her. And, uh, and Kate Southam, uh, who's on the comeback trail uh, from a knee reconstruction, yeah, I knee think reco, it was. Yeah. Um, I am firmly under the opinion that she will make it as a jockey as well. So okay. uh, in, in a lot of these apprentices' first few race rides, um, it, things can look a little bit sticky and it's obviously the, there's a lot of uh, – there's a big learning curve, but the fact – Kate's, uh, it's a couple of rides in Geraldton that have actually got me. Uh, Trade Talk and Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite only ran fifth or whatnot, but it's the way she's getting horses from well back to settle, um, be happy in the run and then hit the line well. That's a sign of you, you need to have more strings to your bow than being able to just simply lead um, on runners. 
and she got uh, Strasmore up yesterday after a horse that most would have probably had leading or outside the leader. She ended up in the 1-1, mm. um, probably was afforded a bit of a run when the horse on her outside gave her more room than was probably needed, but um, really balanced and, and hit the line well and uh, and got the win. So tipping Katie Southam to ride uh, a few Saturday winners in the next few months, maybe another month away till we see the first Saturday winner, but um, I reckon there might be a few trainers that want to utilise that three kilo claim. Yeah, you know, she's in the right camp months. too. She's uh, yeah, apprenticed exactly to, right. to Simon A. Miller at Ascot. So good luck, Kate. Um, friend of the podcast, Ashley Maley, he uh, bobbed up with um, an Esperance Cup victory last Sunday. Mm. Pushed a pass. And Ryan Hill. Yeah, my old mate pushed a bloody Not bad pass. for a nine-year-old, pushed a pass. Yeah, I've had a real good affiliation, as I have with most bloody Maley runners, uh, but I couldn't find him there. The, I was with uh, one of my friends and a listener of the podcast, Hello Luke. Uh, he, uh, he was on... Um, Pushed a pass at 40 or 50 to 1, and I'd stood media baron out in my quaddy. So uh, he got the last laugh over me then. But I would like to ask who was taking the $1.58, $1.59 about media baron late on Betfair because you seriously need your head checked. Mm. Um, while I thought it was going to win, that's, uh, oh, gee, dearie me, for a horse that gets well back, we had to travel. Gate one. Gate one, had to travel seven or eight hours down south. Troy Turner's only ride for the day, so he hadn't had any real feel for the day oh geez that's a that's a thin old price to take i think there's better prices uh better places to jump in at sub a dollar 60 bj yeah he was pretty good though wasn't he oh he was huge yeah. don't get me wrong he was huge but just from a price perspective i was keen to get involved but i wanted two dollars fifty i wasn't yep. touching him unless i got two dollars fifty so um yeah david harrison said he'll freshen him up bring him back for a mile and probably target a Jelton cupper another cup of that nature i think so one last year's Jelton cup i think i think did he win an albany cup as well uh, oh, sorry, no. Uh, Gerald, um, sorry. Definitely Jelton Media Cup. Media Baron won a Jelton yeah. Cup. And he's a better and, horse. And um, pushed a pass one at Albany Cup. Probably sorry. goes yeah. down. Probably starts at $1.60 in a Jelton Cup. Yeah. That, might, that might be a good price this time around. <laughs> yeah, he's flying Media Baron, you see. But yeah, um, yeah just goes to show you keep keep those old sound horses, older sound horses in work and you never know. I think... Um, That's what they say about you, isn't it, BJ? <laughs> <laughs> Always in work, yeah. <laughs> never stop. Um, so, yeah, and a good good, good result for Ryan Hill as well. So, mm. heading down to Esperance for the Cup. Now, the oh, geez, it's been, as Terry touched on earlier, it's been hectic. It's been a hectic time in WA Racing and the feature racing kept rolling yesterday at Bunbury and free trade. He followed up his Pinjaro Classic domination with an equally impressive Bunbury Stakes performance. Huge. He's, he's the real deal. Huge. Yeah, absolutely huge. Yeah. I, uh, I think I've got a good poll question for uh, – we'll save that for the end. Uh, you can give them a little lead if you Regarding like. free trade. Well, I think free trade's got to be um, the current railway stakes favourite. I'm disappointed that no bookmaker has taken the initiative. Uh, if a certain bookmaker is listening to me right now, which I'm sure he is, that we haven't got an all-in market um, for the railway stakes year-long year round. It, it's our it's our major race, even for the winter bottom as well. So you don't have to be overly um, ambitious with the market. But mm. I believe if there was a market up right now, um, it would be the favourite. It has to be. Uh, jumps well, race tractably on speed. I think it's only going to get better at the mile. It just ticks a lot of boxes in regards to having a railway stakes profile so um yeah look for him in november i'd suggest they spelling him now i believe so okay yeah it makes sense doesn't it i believe they're putting him away now bringing him back for a crack at the railway stakes yep so so they should yeah exactly so they should um shame about the seven runners though mm. um it's a good seven though well it was, it was a good a, four yeah 
It's a concern. It is a concern, it's yeah. It's a concern. It's, so it's a major concern. My thing is, are these races worth enough money? $120,000 Bunbury Stakes, standard sad day prize money at the moment is 70000 So I suppose there is a little bit of point of a point of difference there. Yeah, but it's, a, it's under double though, isn't it? It is under double. Most... Uh, most provincial features and listed race features are somewhere between 100 and 120,000. I think we need to review that. I think we need a good look at uh, our feature race prize money. There's obviously there's not enough incentive to yeah. compete in these races, and um, people are dodging them um, because they don't want to get whacked with rating points, whether that's uh, a myth or whether that's uh, true in some circumstances. Let's make let's make them these races worthwhile. So I'm proposing minimum one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollar stake money for all listed races and pin, um, provincial features such as the races at Bunbury, Pinjarra, Northern, and Kalgoorlie. And um, I think we need to invest in our feature races if we want to keep it alive and, and healthy. Otherwise, we just all our top end talent is just going to slowly drift east coast. And um, with the and you don't blame them really. So they've got programming options. They've got um, more prize money. Um, it's, just, it's a bit of a no-brainer. So. Especially when a few of our trainers are setting up uh, stables over there. We've noticed a few horses being sent to Lindsay, who's then taken them across. So it's becoming a lot uh, easier to get the horses across there as well. So. Yeah, and I think it's. I'm I think, with you. I think it's hard to program horses near the top of the ratings. Mm. I even saw Battle Talk went around at Flemington uh, yesterday, ran third. He's over there with uh, Nick Ryan. The owners decided to send him over there. Um, um, so, like we're. And they, they're not really the sort of horses traditionally that have left WA. We're, we're looking more like your Pushing not, shapes 90, well. 90, 95 Raiders yep. and above. So mm-hmm. it's a concerning time. I think the, the Brains Trust at Railway needs to have a look at how we're supporting our, our horses right at the, the top end of the scale. Yeah, 100%. So speaking of horses at the top end of the scale, Regal Power. Um, mm. All eyes will be on Flemington on Saturday for the Newmarket Handicap Australian Cup Day. But WA Racing fans will be glued to their TVs or mobile phones watching Regal Power in the $1.5 million Australian Cup. What do you think, Terry? Uh, it would have been nice to draw a hole. Mm. Uh, barrier 12 is a little bit sticky, but... Um yeah, look, I don't know, as I often allude to, I don't know a great deal about the Eastern States form, but um, oh, we've probably we've got to have something on, don't we? Hopefully it's a fair track. I watched the first few. I'd say it would be the best option there because from barrier 12, he won't be uh, overly close to the speed. He'll definitely be second half of the field um, and Pikey will need to do the right thing. But um, yeah, some some concerns. He can be that far back and, and win a group one over uh, over in Melbourne. Against but, that um, calibre of opposition. Against that yeah. calibre, exactly right. But the 2000, uh, he would have really needed that hit out. I, I spoke about Superstorm needing that hit out in the challenge stakes, even though he dominated uh, over Naughty by Nature. Um, you could see how much he came on um, in between those two runs. I think you'll see something very similar with Regal Power that he'll come on a lot from um, from that really good effort on that leader by Caulfield track. So, yeah, can definitely win. I think the six, seven bucks is probably spot on, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He's been around that mark for a while. But, yeah, he's in the Australian Cup up to his eyeballs. Mm. So if he can – if the Wizard can get onto some things back and get taken into the race and – on a fair, as you said, on a fair Flemington circuit, come down the middle and poof, see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Bob Peter's shooting for his second Australian Cup after Old Comrade's famous victory where he knocked off Northerly back in the day. So It's nice being on track when you've got a um, one of our own in a big race over east. I was there, I went on 
to the races uh, on Saturday and watching Fabagino and then watching Superstorm, hearing the whole crowd basically cheer home the same horse. It's uh, yeah, it's really good. It Enjoy that. Good. Enjoy it that is good. Uh, okay, so we're recording at uh, just before twelve o'clock on Thursday, March three. From a racing calendar point of view, we have an Albany Friday meet tomorrow, Terry. Yes. Uh, so that's somewhere where you do some of your finest work. We have Ascot Saturday, which we're just about to embark on the preview. And, um, of course, a huge Bunbury Cup day coming up on Sunday. I like the word embark, actually. That's a, I feel like this this journey over this Ascot card, which has a few uh, few questionable races in it, uh, I feel like embark is a tremendous choice of words. So, uh Good stuff. Word of the day. Word of the day. There you go. <laughs> new, new segment just started. <laughs> okay, time to thank our fantastic sponsors, the Mundaring Hotel and Market City Meets. The Mundaring Hotel has been the heart of the hills since 1899. It's located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor, for a feed, flutter, and some froffies. Make sure you tell him that you're a 1 1 listener. Butchie will take, uh, take very good care of you up there at the Mundaring. Now, the pub, the Mundarian, they sponsor our WA Racing Mastermind competition. Big congrats to episode 14 winner Matt Price. The $100 Mundarian Hotel gift voucher is in the mail. We'll read out this week's quiz questions before we preview race five. So stay tuned for those. They'll also be available on our Twitter feed. As always, of course, our um, other major sponsor, Market City Meats. They're the re- largest retail butcher shop in Perth located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Say good day to Timmy. He'll look after you. He always does. Market City Meets sponsor the very popular Get Out Stakes competition. Now, this was a great result. Congratulations this to- This was one for the battlers, wasn't it? Congratulations to last week's winner, one of our friends and great supporter of the podcast, Paul Huckle. Mm. Um, tips a lot into the game. Certainly does. Um, Paul Huckle. And uh, gets a little result claiming the uh, Market City Meats beef pack. He'll enjoy that too, I reckon. He messaged me this morning saying um, I should have because he asked what I liked on Bunbury Steaks Day and I said, uh, not much, unfortunately, Paul. Pretty quiet day for me. And he said, should have listened to you. Didn't have a collect. So mm. this is his first collect. He's had one at least. Well done. Well done. He's got the uh, the Get Out Steaks last week thanks to Yeah Darty. Yeah. Uh, led all the way in the last. Yeah. So Good tough win, wasn't it? In the, Christy Bennett on board. In the get out. Yeah. Um, so congrats again to Paul Huckle. We'll read. We'll, uh, also, I should should add that Timmy Hewitt, being the champion bloke he is, uh, has offered to courier the goods north because Paul Huckle obviously lives in uh, up, up north in Port Hedland. Mm-hmm. So um, Timmy has offered to courier them up there free of charge and um, and uh, and look after one of the uh, great supporters of the 1-1 podcast. So we'll run through the Get Out States competition, the finer details before we preview race nine. Finally, if you want our previews, you can go online. Terry's race by race analysis and betting strategies are available on the Betfair hub, betfair.com.au and my pre-market preview, the leg up, is available, uh, is published on Betfair bestbets.com.au rather as well as the Oz Race website stick around for our usual segments after the preview they are horses to follow top notch trailers and whatever happened to and um, I think it's just about time we launch into it Terry what do you think? Yeah let's do it BJ Time to start the preview for Supremacy Stakes Day Ascot Saturday March 7 the rail is in the 7 metre position they're predicting fine weather around the 28 29 degrees mm-hmm. terry 
what sort of track are you looking at on Saturday? And have you got a pattern that you've been working around to do your form? Oh, just allow for fair, basically. Seven metres, 27 degrees, westerlies that aren't overly strong. I find as it gets later in the season, it's relatively difficult to make ground in general unless Mm. unless you get the right sort of... um, the right sort of map to do so so we'll be allowing just for a fair track with those westerlies but i i wouldn't want to be backing anything that's getting too far back um unless there's a real solid and potentially weak uh tempo in the race the um the on-pace brigade certainly got banged for their buck last saturday didn't they yeah, so and, well, la- last week we had nearly identical conditions mm. it's just the rail moves out two meters so yeah. i think you just have to um you have to have a leaning to those horses on speed um even with the westerlies in play if there was easterlies in play i would basically say you can't come from further back than probably two lengths off them to win so yeah. um it's good that we've got the westerlies because it does give everyone a chance but you need the right speed maps yeah to win still. and you need tempo don't you too so exactly. as always it's as always most of the time it's a tempo related outcome so but with these small well, mostly small fields it's going to be there's going to be lots of um cat and mouse lots of tactics at play on saturday so looking forward to getting stuck right in terry exactly right race one free entries free entry for females handicap well, that's yeah, interesting yeah they'll be pretty excited to get free entry for this first race as well they'll be able to hopefully there's only um four or five females on course there's only four or five females in this race ain't they? Yeah. Uh, horses sorry horses in this race so. free entry for females handicap 1400 yeah. meters for the three-year-olds while there is only five runners the f- saddlecloths one to four all look legitimate above average horses don't they yeah yeah i did just pick on the race but it is actually it actually is a nice little um a nice little horse race mm. um I, i've worked on the fact that um mercy of prevails will probably try and kick up and lead and the race will be determined for me early if tommy blue can cross uh mercy prevails i think tommy blue wins if tommy blue can't cross mercy prevails there's every chance that um long beach ends up on the back of tommy blue and from there i think tommy blue um will be overrun by long beach um it's that simple for me bj one of those two should win uh they're currently about 252 each uh it, it comes down to the map i'm probably just going to stay out and watch some nice horses go around um talladega won against a, a pattern um last time out so it's a horse that's on the rise but runs into a couple of sharp ones but um yeah at those prices bj it's um it's a coin flip so Happy to watch the first of the day, and I hope that the females enjoy their free entry. Just out of curiosity, what what was the what was your pricing, Long Beach Tommy Blue? Uh, two thirty Long Beach, two seventy Tommy Blue. But in saying that, in my notes, I, I I think I want to back. If I had a gun to my head now, I think I want to back Tommy Blue, uh, especially in these earlier races. If Joey can walk them, get in front of Kyra on Mercy Prevails and walk them um and then accelerate at the right time like he does he rides those type of horses really well uh it could leave long beach up in weight uh, a little bit flat-footed mm. potentially um but in saying that i don't want to take two dollars seventy about a horse to beat long beach who i think's uh, a potential superstar you know yep. so yeah just for me it's just a complete nut to stay out i mean the only way i get involved is if um there's big money for a horse like talladega which pushes the other two out then i could make a decision on um on one of those two but um yeah no no real interest in a bet here for me but uh, it's good it should be a good viewing race so a little game of cat and mouse yeah tom and jerry a bit of uh chris and joey so you, you hit the nail on the head with the mercy prevails situation if um if kira holds up that holds up in front changes the whole 
complex of the race. Yeah, that was that was spot on analysis. Interesting to see what they do with Talladega. I don't know whether Mitchell Pateman will be that keen to be behind Mercy Prevails, but it just might have to be. So um, very interesting, intriguing tactical battle. I'm with Long Beach. I thought that second up win was pretty special, gunning down. Um, lipstick flickers um, does rise in weight jockey change which is another point of interest mm. we spoke about clint johnston porter our boy yeah who was the heir apparent only seven days ago and now uh has been taken off two last start winners on the day and been replaced and so cjp has been sort of inexplicably as far as we're concerned replaced they've, by chris parnham they've removed the j yeah cjp to cp <laughs> So he's riding well, though, Chrissy. He's yeah, he's back riding really, really well. Yeah, um, full of confidence and looks like he's a lot, uh, pretty happy chappy at yeah. the moment. So yeah, I think as I said, I thought that last uh, Long Beach performance was pretty special. If Chris Parham gets the cover that I think he will, stays within striking distance of Tommy Blue, I think Long Beach has the closing speed to get over the top. Yep. Uh, I'm going to force for a tip. I'd probably go the opposite and go with Tommy Blue. I always just like to favour, especially early in the day, those horses that oh, can get out of leader. Front yep. in a small field. But um, yeah, in saying that, uh, if, if Long Beach happened to get the 350 and Tommy Blue 220 late, I'd probably back Long Beach. So I'm happy backing a drifter, BJ. Okay. Race two. Two. Well, the uh, the Tab Touch Westspeed Platinum Handicap. Did you find a winner? Because I don't know if I did. Firstly, Bernard, I'm pretty. Hasn't been scratched today. So it's probably running in the last at Geraldton. So all those prices you were looking at, I suspect, will go down by 20% when it's, um, or 15%, 20% when it's rubbed out. So, okay. Which is disappointing because I don't think I could win that race on Saturday. No. It's just a, it's just a deduction for, for nothing, really. Yeah, I'm with you there, Terry. I, I, um, I didn't like her 14, 14 back to 11, but obviously you got to respect Adam. But so I'm pretty heading to Geraldton. Mm-hmm. So... This was, yeah, I've got no real strong leaning or um, in this West Speed Platinum handicap. I've ended up with Zatorio and Bedouin Bell as my two winning chances, but Zatorio gets back to last and Bedouin Bell might be able to hold a position from gate one, but is usually best ridden midfield. So both of them are going to need a lot of favours in the run. So because of that, I yeah I'm pretty happy to to stay out if um if you're looking for the leader I suspect it's going to be Wack and Tanker the wanker and uh, round the point who was pretty good last week backing Very up good. um he's going to roll forward he was a maddie actually last week's yeah. podcast almost it was stiff probably just uh, the the ride by Chris Parnham on Sherpa Lass which got him over the line but it was a great ride Brody Kirby too yeah um but yeah Sherpa Lass fell in. Bedouin Bell actually ran the quickest last two of that race, yeah. potentially of the entire day. But yep. Bedouin Bell is one of those horses that uh, promises the world and delivers an atlas. Yeah, PJ. yes, yes. Promises plenty. Mm. I don't know. I'm not strong on anything here, Terry. Maybe you can help with this. No, now. I can't actually, unfortunately, Bernard. So uh, Zatorio's last two, they stand out. Two yeah. and a half Shinju, one and a half Why Choose Her, which also contained Chicks Pig, Free Trade, et cetera, et cetera. But um, zero for 10 at Ascot. A lot of those have been in listed races and the Belgravia, the Guineas, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen at least him uh, finishing the money there once to take the three or four bucks. So. I, I don't. I like how they're sort of keeping him to the shorter courses as well because yeah. he, he seems to be can carry weight do no work early and dash late so yeah 
Um, smaller, only nine horse. Oh, sorry, with I'm Pretty coming out, it's going to be eight horse field. The that squirt was a horse it. to follow, wasn't it? The squirt was a horse to follow. It's in my numbers. The squirt, um, just again, it's it's going to be a horse that's going to re- require a bit bit of luck too. Do you not know turn me off the squirt? There's a horse called Bodega Bo, who was about seven million to one yesterday. Probably finished that same race, yep. very similar to it. So I thought uh, maybe there was a sense of entitlement to finish off like that. So City Chant has been unlucky five starts in a row, but mm. um, it's probably it'll probably be unlucky six starts in a row good luck to matty young with rapasada uh he's got a share there it can win the horse race if going forward and finding some luck but um yeah better one bell on top for me but i'm not uh i did take the 460 this morning because i marked her 350 but no if if you uh if you continue to back better one bell you're a going to go broke and probably b end up in um in a psychiatric facility as well i'd suggest so uh another race that i'm not going to have a bet in banan well, that's not good for no. wagering operators across the nation, Terry. And it's about to turn into three races, I think, as well, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> on that. Here we go. Now, if... So, you you like to bet? Oh, occasionally, yeah. I actually like to call it invest, but that's fine. You're, you're, an in, you're a professional <laughs> horse... A thoroughbred horse racing investor. Correct. Right? Yes. Uh, of significant volume. Yet, you're not going to have a bet in the first three races at Ascot. That concerns me. Well, not, not, but that, not that you're not betting. It, it concerns me. It concerns me that I'm it, not betting. I'm it in, concerns I'm me. Like, are we getting this programming right? It feels like oh. something, something, something is not quite right here. Well, the first is going to be a, a five, first a five horse field. The second is probably not a, it's a competitive race. So good on you. If you think it's going to play on pace, you could back a horse like Wack and Tanker. Uh, if you think that um, Bruce Almighty's maiden form will stack up in this level, which I don't think it will, you could you can make cases and you can find value in that race. That's more just probably a personal opinion. The next though, the next, I was going to say it's very good of, um, there's a Norseman meeting on Saturday as well. It's good of Norseman to lend us one of their maidens <laughs> to run at, uh, at Ascot on a Saturday because this is... Um, yeah, no, there's been a bit of talk on Twitter from Pete McCormick and one or two others. But, uh, so, we're, so just quickly, we're referring to yeah, the third. race three, which International is... International Women's Day. Tell you what, the women have been a little bit um, hard done by. You're getting a five-horse field and then a Norseman maiden with the two races um, named after them. But, um, yeah, look, um, yeah, look. Look, I'm going to start with something positive because I'm a very positive person with that never chucks a tantrum. Um, is this Bo Banovich Edwards' first ever Saturday ride? I'm not sure. BJ. That's a good question. I think it might be because um, Brian Rogers wanted to ride Ice Maker a few months ago and she wasn't allowed to. Okay. Maybe so, maybe you have to ride X amount of winners provincial yeah. country before she you She 100% ride. deserves a Saturday ride. So good luck to Bo on his Gonski. Um, winner of this race comes from Son of the Sun, Not Known, or Martorello. Uh, the market's pretty accurate, I think. I like the Not Known weight swing i like chloe going on for carberry but in saying that big money came for martorello last start um knowing kyriel from wide i'm pretty sure the tactics will be to go, go forward, forward and try yeah. and find the outside of he's gonski um but it's a 23 22 start maiden who's just ran the second just the once so <laughs> yeah son of the sun was just so so last start as well it really just plotted to the line but yeah, the stable's back in some form. Yeah, that'll do me, BJ. One of those three win, I'm not interested. I actually am not saying another word about this race. Yeah, just I'm only just going to give you my tips from the leg up. I've got Son of the Sun, Son of the Sun and Martorello pretty evenly matched. One of those two will win, I think. Next best, I've coupled up, not known, and he's Gonski. This is easily the worst. 
race I've seen. We do say that often, spot. but this actually is. This right. is a, this is a shocker. So, this is a four-year-old and upwards maiden. Um, Thirty thousand dollars, like it's seventeen mm. seven to the winner. So it's better than your standard maidens. But I see um, Rawa has decided to change their policy when it comes to Saturday maidens and West Speed Platinum races. They're going to now allow three-year-olds to nominate. Previously, they were all four-year-old and upwards. So three-year-olds are now going to be allowed to nominate and compete in these races. When was that from? That's going to be from uh, from April 2020. It'll change. So. It could lower. The one thing they haven't looked at with that is it could lower the quality of, so later in the card, we've got a, it's a thousand meters. We've got a thousand meter dash for the three-year-olds. A lot of those runners will say, hang on. Yeah, this is worth 30 and that race is worth uh, maybe 60, 50, 60, yeah. 70. It's worth half of it. I'm a lot better chance of winning. Which, so it'll probably be to the detriment of other races on the, on the program, which, which, which was the way the races were designed in the first place mm. was to protect the, the, the three-year-old races, so I don't know. They've got the wobbles, I think. I think they got the wobbles yeah, with this maiden stuff. I think they're so. clutching at straws a bit. I, I proposed a solution last week, if anyone cares to go back and listen, but these maidens, um, a bit like the cutaway rail, Terry. Mm. I think it's time we... You were uh, always a big fan of the cutaway, weren't you? Yeah, huge, huge. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time we... Uh, we Number one advocate. <laughs> we can these maidens. Come on, guys. We're better than this. Yeah. No, I, uh, I agree with you. Let's, uh, let's not even suggest a bit there. Okay, race four. Um, the Crown at Towers. Oh, it's not the last race of the day, though. It's usually a race relating to the uh, the Crown Resort is usually the last. Maybe it will be when we get there. I haven't paid attention. Do you reckon everyone will just walk off course after a race they four and head straight to the Crown is, They'll probably think this is the last. Yeah, they'll probably be a bit confused. Uh, well, um, I have got... Um, this is a real speed map race, yes. BJ. Yes. Uh, my Greek boy will lead and should get it nice and comfortably. I think they'll, um, they'll tuck in with Harry Thomas on my Greek boy's back and, mm -hmm. and hope that, um, that that galloper goes along at a reasonable enough tempo where Jared Noski can stay on his back just about till straightening. To be honest, um, expecting more aggression from Bella's Idol um, to probably come out and maybe race outside of... Red Publisher, maybe? My Greek boy, well, Red Publishers are always, they know, the stable knows is far better with cover. Yeah. Far, far, far better with cover. The Miles, he's now at a point where the Miles right on his... Um, uh, right on his uh, precipice, right mm -hmm. on his threshold. Um, the 1800 was too far last start. Um, and then my Greek boy, I guess, sorry, Lord help me run, the other Steve Wolf runner. Mm -hmm. Stable um, mate. Yep. Stable mate, yeah. And a good pickup ride for um, Brody Kirby, who's starting to ride really well. Obviously riding a lot of winners down in Albany, but um, just some of his other rides around the point last week and one or two others um, in a few provincial meetings where he's, he's, he's on some real rough horses. Um, I think he's probably he's probably the, the best example of a, a confidence jockey, and uh, I think it's slowly coming back for him. Um, yeah, I just worry about where he gets to after giving him a rev up. I just think this could be a difficult ride from Barrier Six. He might end up a pair too far back. Yeah, that's that, I agree with that hundred yeah. percent. So that's what turned me off there a little bit. Look, I'm um, I'm pretty confident that we're going to get a good speed mat race here. This price doesn't really excite me, but um, if Harry Thomas can tug onto the back of my Greek boy and that that gives him a really nice um, uh, a really nice card into the race in the straight, uh, I think he looks really well suited here. And um, yeah, I've got Harry Thomas on top. I didn't take the four bucks this morning thinking I might see something 
Uh, a little bit more. And now it looks like three. People love 30. backing Harry Thomas, don't they? Yeah, they do. Look, I there could be money for Touch of Silver, which I don't think is a Chris Graham horse. Lord help me run, my Greek boy and red publisher. The other three down the bottom won't get a cent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that we can see something close to $4, Harry Thomas Layton. That'll be a little investment for me, but not overly enthusiastic today um, in that one. Bernard, yourself? I share your sentiments with the map, mm-hmm. but I think... I knew I'll, there was a butt coming. I could just I feel think, there was a butt coming. I think for me, the result might be flipped with, I've got my Greek boy on top. Mm-hmm. I think his form this prep has been really, really good. He um, was big in the Munger up first up. He ran behind coming around uh, second up, mm. uh, 1,400 metres. And then he was pretty brave when he just set a pretty cracking tempo in the Pinjaro Classic. Five lengths off the railway win. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, and remembering he won by what? Three and a half that day? Free trade? Uh, yeah, long way. So, yeah. Yeah. so he's been he's only like two lengths from the second place get a cup night who's mm-hmm. a pretty fair old horse himself. So Sean McGruddy goes on. This horse has won 13 races. So he's won twice at the Ascot Mile. I just think he I just think this is set up really nicely for my Greek boy. I thought the price might be a touch better. Um than the 550 currently available but he's going to be in front and if the if the leaders are getting banged for their butt early my greek boy when he's in form and rolling he's a hard horse to get past harry thomas looks the most likely so i think it's between those two harry thomas is going to stalk and slipstream my greek boy the whole time but there has been occasions where horses have slipstream my greek boy thinking they're going to get him and they haven't West, been able to get western temple they haven't been able to get past him yep. so that's the way that's my read that's on this race. that's a really good call as well actually that's happened so many times where my greek boy would have been second favorite on the bend mm. because the horse behind him just looks so strong but and harry thomas is probably the, and look at his career 39 starts five wins 19 minors harry thomas is probably the the quintessential horse that will loom up and probably um yeah we'll we'll struggle to get that extra stride or two so and then then Lord help me run, who's uh, one of my faves and is a class horse. The map is against him here. He'll be charging late. Um, could make things interesting, but I just yep. think he, exactly like you said, he's probably just going to end up one pair further back than ideal. Mm, I agree entirely. So I would be narrowing it down to those two with a degree of confidence as well. I've stayed away from Red Publisher, who's been a um, – I find it difficult to stay away from, but uh, he's definitely a chance. If Jay can find the 1-1, one, one, the problem is it's probably on the back of a horse like Bella's Idol, who will probably be the first one beaten, meaning Red Publisher needs to sustain a run um, into the race, which can make things a little bit more difficult. But, um, yeah, for me, a slight lean to Harry Thomas, but BJ's just about sold me on, uh, on my Greek boy as well what he's just said then so um yeah those two to maybe run the quinella from leader and leaders back okay it's time to do the mundaring hotel wa racing mastermind competition for all you racing aficionados out there please have a crack to do so direct message at the one one pod on twitter and um you'll be in the running for a hundred dollar gift voucher from the mundaring hotel heart of the hills since 1899 four questions Question one, Simon A. Miller is a terrific record in the Supremacy Stakes. Please tell us how many of the last four Supremacy Stakes winners have been trained by Simon A. Miller. Question two, name the 2007 Supremacy Stakes winner who went on to win three Group 1 races. 
Mm. Most people will be able to find that one. Mm. Name question three. Name the last Bunbury Cup winner to go on and win a Melbourne Cup. Question four. Good horse. This is a good one. Question four. Name the horse that won a Bunbury Cup at only its sixth career start. And they actually, uh, that same horse, uh, won its maiden at its uh, previous outing as well. So who went from a maiden win to a uh, to a Bunbury Cup in uh, in two starts, basically, in one start? So That was quite memorable. It was quite memorable, yes. Yes, only had two more career starts after that. Um, I won't give too much more away, actually. I'm going to shut up shop. But uh, I like those questions, BJ. I think I went... Uh, Three from four there. Okay. Get your answers in, guys, and uh, get up to the Mundaring Hotel and catch up with Ian Butchie O'Connor. All right. The feature race of the day, the Supremacy Stakes, where we will see um, yet uh, another, I guess, another sort of little Karakata preview. Mm. Um, Really, really interesting speed map here, BJ. You could probably make a case that eight of these would... um, would want to lead probably five of them probably could lead the question i want to ask you is what will the tactics be on mindari do you think uh do you think vj i was waiting for that terry it is arguably actually i'm waiting for twitter to tell me yeah (laughs) what was the uh we'll get to that at the end oh yeah we'll discuss that uh in time but i am pretty much of the opinion that if it failed leading last week. And when I say failed, it was beaten under a length. Um, and this I is actually back- think it went pretty good. Yeah, it did. It did go pretty good. But it's, this is back to a 1,000. If they were the tactics last week, with the pressure coming across here, you've got to suspect that, especially with Stablemate drawn directly on its outside and they always want to go forward on Genora, mm-hmm. you've got to suspect that um, the tactics with Mindari are to take some, t- some type of hold out the gates and be happy settling um, on the back of the speed. What would you do if you were Paul Jordan? Because um, to me, it looks like they can own this race if they really want to. Mindari leads. Oh, I don't think you can own and it just then because Genora the, sits outside leader. Oh, I just think because of the speed that's going to come across from the outside. I don't think this is the race anybody um, can own. Um, it's it's but a, from a stable point of view. They got two of the potentially, but then you're going to have potentially the strongest horse in the race um, coming across our Danny from out wide and pouring it on, which will just absolutely potentially end it for all three of you mm-hmm. um, and set up something behind you. So. Um, yeah, this is a, a fascinating race. It'll be interesting to see how uh, friend of the podcast, Mike Santich's Magic Starfield, Mike. Magic Mike Starfield Impact. Uh, it was a nice little trial over the 400 metres. Um, but again, it's it's very awkwardly mapped. Well, I'm just going to get to the horse. Um, I, I, I accused you last week, I think, Bernie, of... Uh, Bernie, why <laughs> Bernie? I accused you last week of being in the, uh, the, the Cerise and White Vortex, I think. I might be in the fern. It's probably the right vortex to be in at the moment. Mm. I might be in the ferny vortex a little bit uh, at the moment. Um, I am a big believer of when a stable or a jockey or a, um, is informed, don't try and fight it, don't try and get them beaten. Just just roll with them while it's happening. Yeah. Um, some of my best runs as a punter have probably been following uh, my then that Mitchell Pateman Mark Besto run for a period. Probably how long ago was that? Six, eight, twelve months ago. The trend is your friend. <laughs> yeah, the very good. That's very good. The trend is your friend, and um, I think while this stable's flying, um, we know Luke mentioned to us when he was on uh, the podcast a few weeks ago that he's got a lot of time for our Danny. Uh, I think this is the race he would have been targeting. The blinkers. Go on. 
Um, she's really quick. Um, she doesn't really fit the profile as a horse that I'd usually get too excited about just because of the map. Um, I really want these two-year-olds to, to find the fence, but if she can land on the outside of Janora here, BJ, um, that's where I think she'll end up being. The, the drop back to 1,000 from the 1,100, the addition of blinkers, the extra fitness, um, an informed Chris Parnham who will be instructed to ride um, with aggression early. Um, I think she might be too strong late, EJ. You have a question oh, for me? Yeah. I take it Jade McNaught is not riding our Danny because the ride has been promised to William Pike from a Karakata plate point of view? I don't know. I didn't know whether Pike might also be um, committed to a horse like Precautionary, potentially. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Because Jade, Jade has won... Uh, sorry, Jade rode our Danny last start. This is Jade McNaught. And has... Opted one on too spicy yep. and has opted for has she opted for American I, choice? I it's have a theory yeah. uh, and again I don't know this for a fact but um, there's a race down in um, Albany tomorrow where pretty sure Jade would have been off the ride on defiantly mm -hmm. and she's riding every mile of memory for Durant I'm pretty sure, sure that um, Jade's aware that she gets the good opportunities for Miller and Durant and I think she probably accepts those rides in knowing that maybe in that particular race it's not the best ride in the race but it means she probably gets more overall she says no to one it might means that's um that well dries up a little bit mm. that's my theory because there's no way that so tomorrow I mean it's only an Albany meet and I'm not Sure, certain that um, Gary Delane offered her the ride on defiantly mm. but to me it, it looks that way um so I'm not looking too much into into that. In saying that, American Choice was a really good trial. Yeah. Uh, Katie Southern wrote in the trial behind our boy Dylan, who Very ran good, yeah. second yesterday, I think. Yep. Second or third. Um, behind uh, Salaya at Bunbury. Yes, behind Salaya, which was a really good, um, a really good, uh, a really good winner. Definitely a um, Karakata plate um, aspirant, especially mm. being over the 1200. I was telling people, actually, Bernard, good segue. Uh, that race, two-year-old race yesterday. Do you know who won that two-year-old race down in Bunbury? Last year? Dig deep. Dig deep. Did that and won. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. So that means Salaya probably wins the Karakata. Get on. on that form line, it just makes sense, doesn't it? It sure does. Um, but there is a stack of speed in this race. And if they do go mad, if they are making ground, um, if Starfield Impact takes a sit, if American Choice takes a sit, uh, too spicy, we're just behind them. But I think that's the clear second elect of the Fernie runners. Um, and the runner, which has probably escaped the market to some degree, is just handy. Uh, down the bottom. Um, only race start was beaten by a horse called Gemma's Son, uh, who goes okay, I've been told. Um, recent trial was really nice. Got to the front, showed good early gate speed, got challenged, um, and CJP um, was going away from, uh, took the horse away from that. From that Simon Miller runner time scale, again late, so um, just handy, should sit just behind the speed. Um, my query is, Bobby McPherson, the trainer, doesn't train too many winners, let alone too many two-year-old winners. So it's a real, there's a real art form to training these youngsters, um, I think. So look, I'm going to stick with our Danny. Um, I'm in the Fernie Vortex. The 350, 360's right on what I've marked her. Um, but yeah, the 1,000 metres, just handlebars down, off we go. Think uh, the extra fitness and the form stable, and she'll be too strong late. But if she had a drawn barrier one, two, or three, and she was going to find the rail for sure, I would have absolutely declared her. It's okay. just a speed map, which makes it a far lower investment. Good. All right. I had no strong opinion in this race either. It's a very 
difficult um, sort of two-year-old listed two-year-old race to assess as Terry touched on all the major talk, talking points, especially the the speed map. Um, I would uh, I ended up with Starfield Impact on top. I reckon she's just a ready-made gun two-year-old. This filly. Are you in the Mike Santich vortex? As oh, well? <laughs> magic, magic. Yeah, I um. You could argue that Starfield Impact should have won almost all four of her starts. Mm-hmm. Moral beat last start was huge on debut in the initial plate, and then um, just got gunned down late after having doing a bit of a mid-race manoeuvre um, when our Danny got her back on November nine at Ascot. So really, like it's been in a winning, winning, posi- winning positions, or should have been in winning positions at each of her four starts. Breezed up under a nice hold from Jason Whiting in a 400-meter trial on Monday. If she gets any luck in running, I think she's going to... She looks the biggest danger to our Danny for me. Mm-hmm. Those two will... one of the, the winner will be one of those two. Just Handy is... Uh, I don't what, know if it's certainly the winner will be one of those two. I think the way this is run, they could cook each other and I... I I'm tipping the favourite, but I think there's probably eight chances. Yeah, it's it's a it's a wide race. Um, I think just handy is more than handy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I like the uh, I like the Gemma's son. Are they going to change months. it? Are they going to change its name? If it wins this, they might be changed to more than handy. Speaking of name changing, mud's too hard. Last week that horse was called Mud Chucker. But uh, it came to trials and there was two horses trialling at Larky or the other day and they were both named Mud Chucker. Like what are the what are the odds of that? Happening? I did uh, I did read that. That's very good. That was wild. Anyway, my tip: Starfield Impact on top. Our Danny, the obvious horse to beat, deserved favourite, and uh, outside of the obvious, Just Handy, next best. Yep. Well, it sounds like we sort of agree at, at seventeen to one. Uh, I think Just Handy is definitely worth a save. You don't want to be losing on the race at a horse that's um is going to park up right behind yep. the speed. And uh, Gemma Sun's the only one to beat at home uh, in a race start. So yeah, I think we can agree on that. That it's probably worth having something small on um on Just Handy. Race six. Moving on to the Hawaiian Ride for Youth Handicap. Mm. Thousand meter contest for the three year olds. You a bike rider, BJ? No. I'm mm. sitting sitting in your where are we here? Your dining room? Yeah. And uh, your new bike. Is that your new bike? No, that's not mine. Mine's in the other room. But yeah, no, I've been doing a little bit of a uh, little bit of bike riding. That's nice to get the the wind in my few remaining strands of hair and, uh, and think about the card to come. Tour de France, here we come. To, yeah, potentially, potentially. I'm still a fair way away from um, from the Lycra. And if I actually ever wear Lycra, then um, I'll <laughs> give on, you... Hang on, hang on, here we go. Put this on the podcast for the, if for I, the record. If, if, I ever, if I ever wear Lycra, I'll give you permission to uh, to shoot me. So, um, yeah, no, just a, just so a part-time what? little... Won't be happening, Lycra? No, it won't be, it won't be happening. No, you won't see me in a coffee shop sitting at the front with a Lycra on, unfortunately. So that's just not me. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, get away from Lycra as quick as possible. Really uh, interesting little 1,000-meter mm. dash. I believe that, um, and you might be able to tell me if I'm wrong, Laverod will be going over east after this run? Well, I think it's result-dependent, but he's, yep. a, he's a super vobus uh, qualified horse. Right. So he's eligible for really significant bonus payments if he uh, races and wins or even places in Victoria. So I know obviously the connections, Vega Vega Magic's owners, they have had significant success with sending their Dubbo horses yep. east in the past. So well, I don't think they'll be scared to send Laver Rod across, depending on how well he performs on Saturday, of course. You got him on top? I do. I think he's uh, got a class edge on these. Mm-hmm. Really confident. I think, um, Laver, I think he's going to love the the speed that Zebul will set. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as he begins cleanly, I think he's just going to get towed into the race. 
He uh, will be a thousand meters fresh. Is ideal. He's a huge lump of a horse, sixty kgs, no issue. And I think he's just better than these, Terry. Yeah, I've got map issues. Okay, tell me. I've got map issues. I've always, uh, I've always got map issues. I say, Zebel crosses and leads, uh, super at, quick at speed. Yep. Yep, at speed as 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 always. Um, I like Joey being on as well. He doesn't really muck around when out in front with these um, with these noted front runners. Let's them do their thing. Uh, Angelique's fame from Barrier One um, won't finish anywhere near them, but led a 930 meter race at Narragin. Did have to muster a little bit, yep. but that should be enough to hold the back of Zebel. Okay, Warfish is a semi quick jumper. Um, Warfish just the trial was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to give this is honestly this isn't all stuff. Warfish, if it ever gets in a race. Um, with no other leader and you know it will lead, just have any amount on it. Mm-hmm. it. It is, it's three or four times it's either led in trials or led in a race. It's one by three, four, five every single time. It's a bit like um, I tipped Tawny Pete yesterday and I said, this is a horse that if it's out in front, it's just a horse that just demolishes them. Certain horses just, um, yeah, they're just different. Um, uh, they're just different horses basically when they're, um, when they're out in front by themselves. The So if Zebel does come out, I would be backing Warfish, 100%. But um so Zebel same, crosses same leads. stables as last week actually, yeah. Belter and yeah, uh, it is too. and Mervin, yeah, it is too. I actually hope Warfish comes out of this mm. for Zebel's sake, but it, it doesn't really matter. To, actually, no, I hope it doesn't. Sorry, mm. uh, Ro- I'm, getting, I'm getting there eventually. Roadblocks. Roadblocks. That's exactly the word I was about <laughs> to use. Uh, so Angelique's fame lands on the back. Laverod doesn't always get away that cleanly. Um, if Carberry gets pushed. Uh, th- potentially three back the fence. Is that where you want to be over a thousand when Z was off and gone at the top of the straight? That would be that would be a horror show. It would be a horror show. I, I know that Carby will be desperate to stay off the fence because he'll be aware he's on the best horse. But um, comes a time, showed a bit of speed first up. I think it can get across it. Um, coming across from wider, I think London Miss, they'll be aware they've parked on the outside of Zeebel and they'll be saying, let's go across with Zeebel. Let's see what's outside. So London Miss, Lands on the outside of Zebel. Um, Warfish is then quick. I think Warfish just about lands one, one-ish. Comes a time, we'll try for that spot. I just don't know. I think Laverod could end up, I don't know, three the back of the fence or three back, one out, four back. Well, I don't know. I, I think it could end up in a bit of trouble. Mm. If Laverod ends on the back of Zebel, it's 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 game over. Um, but yeah, roadblocks, a thousand meters. I'm on Zebel. It's easy. Mm. I know I'm in the vortex, BJ. I'm fully aware, mm. but... Um, for me, how many winners can these guys train? Seriously, well, tell. they've got one to come, and I'm, I'm not gonna. Well, actually, I'm gonna tip one more, actually. Um, but yeah, I just think uh, we can we can find some problems for Laverod over the thousand, twelve hundred. I'd want to be on, but um, over a thousand, all it just takes is one or two little, just a little bit of a checkered passage here and there, and, and Zebel's off and gone. So um, the rest of the field's pretty weak. Uh, I think Excelestial can improve with a hotter tempo. Something just went. Wrong last start. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Nah. Zebel, Roadblocks gets there. I'm happy with the four dollars fifty two. Okay. I'm actually happy with that price. So I've marked um Laverod two sixty, Zebel three fifty type thing. Right. Um but yeah, Zebel four fifty. Easy bet for me. Yep. Uh Laverod for me, Zebel second. I, I agree with you. Comes a time was I thought it was pretty good in that mm. uh Tommy Blue yep. Eurasia race the other day. Got better with cover too, I think. Yeah. So um uh, good race. I just feel as though Labor Rod's got a bit of a class edge on these, but I take on board your view Look. and your analysis, and um, it does make a lot of sense. So hopefully, Paddy is aware, Zebel being his uh, main opponent, and he just, just happens to give him keep keep within striking distance. Yeah. Look, you run this race, 
10 different times. Probably Lavrod wins at six, evil four. Yeah. Uh, well, less, yeah. less than that, you understand. But it's a race that so many different little things. If Lavrod steps that little bit poor, it could be a, a, a pair further back, which means it can't win. It steps well and it lands uh, on the back of Zeebel or it lands in the 1-1 one, one, and it's probably race over. Mm-hmm. So um, it's all about the price for me here and nearly 5-1 to one for a horse that I think wins this race comfortably more than um, one in five times. Zeebel. Me. Done. Easy. Okay. So race seven, the Amelia Park Handicap, 1,200 metres, rating 72 plus. Terry, any thoughts on this contest? I do have thoughts. Who would have thought I've got thoughts? Um, This is probably the race I'm probably most excited about for the day, but I was actually hoping you could lead us off. um, Sure. With I know you've got an affiliation with the Wolf Yard. Tell us about Red Can Man. Um, It's probably the most, one of the more exciting returned runners for the day alongside... Labarod. Um, tell us about Red Cam Man. Is this the right race? Will it win first up? It's had two trials. Have you got him on top? Got him on top. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting him to be best available $1.85 at the moment. Let's just also notate we've just found out that uh, Shinju scratch. So that $1.85 is after the scratching of Shinju. After, after yep. scratching. So to answer your questions, uh, the... Um, Red Cam Man is a serious, serious racehorse. Mm-hmm. He was the Ferry Stakes winner last spring, and then he ran third, beating a neck in the WA Guineas. Mm-hmm. His two recent Albany trials have been first class. Obviously, opposition, just completely ignore the opposition, just watch him in full flight. Sean McGruddy is back from suspension. He'll be very keen to get off to a fast start. Back in the saddle for Team Wolf, if Redcam Man can land in front rolling or even outside leader rolling, I think he's going to be gonna, too Do you reckon good. they'll try and lead? I think so, yep. Ah, okay. Okay. I, I thought they'd look at a, they look. I, I only watched some more recent trial. They took a sit um, behind He's Gonski, who's obviously coming to town for the big uh, the big Norseman maiden earlier in the day. Um, well, who, who have you got leading? Uh, the winner, Illustrious Tycoon. Right, Um yep. Yeah, I, I didn't actually contemplate the fact they might try and um, and hold up on, on Red Cam Man. It does make a lot of sense. I thought Red Cam Man had parked right behind him, which, I mean, e- either he way. Might. Yeah, he e- might. Either way, I, yep. don't, I don't think that changes. Um, if if Illustrious Tycoon wants to lead at at speed, then that'll suit Red Cam Man yeah, just fine. The thing that they, the, um, that they, the stable uncovered last preparation with Red Cam Man is that he's not a sitting sprinter. Yeah. So his best performances have been um, when allowed to roll along at a, at a genuine tempo. He can sustain high speed. Um, he was bought undone in a small field that was won by Boom Tastic. It was a walk sprint race at, at Ascot. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that in the back of their mind, fresh 1200 meters. I'm anticipating rather positive tactics. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I do think he'll be really hard to beat. I obviously marked him favourite um, as well. I just, uh, I mean, again, I'm I'm a very big price punter. I mm. can't, I can't let him go around at a dollar eighty five without betting elsewhere. Yeah, um, I don't blame you. That's that's wrong. So, with full respect to uh, to that yard, this isn't a um, this isn't a Bob Peters three year old returning that that goes around at a dollar eighty five and just gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a smart stable. They they know what they're doing, but um, but this is yeah, this is still up against the big boys. Um, yeah, some, some decent opposition for yeah, sure. Yeah, first up from a from a spell since the um, since the features where he stretched out to the mile in the in the race that War Saint walked him. Um, dig deep, didn't win. 
just an absolutely pointless reference to dig deep there. Um, but I, I just, I've watched all of illustrious tycoons runs this campaign and just feel it's building to something. Mm. Um, first up with the 61 needed that run. Second up took a sit. I don't think that suited too much. Pike got out. It came again late. Weird old run. Last start, just a seven days ago, um, I really, really liked the effort. Um, Catherine good, Wheel went yeah. mad, crossed some sort, which tells you a story how hard they've gone. Mm. Um, ambled up outside of Catherine Wheel. Really made Regal Council and um, and Cryptic Glove too. Pretty smart horses work to get past, uh, past him late. Um, with the scratching of Shinju, I've got him crossing and leading, uh, sitting outside of Red Can Man. It's probably a little bit questionable, but if, if that does occur, that's still okay. It's a rarity in WA that over these uh, 1,200 meter races, you get a speed map which doesn't have three or four or five natural front runners. So I really like to try and take advantage of them um, when possible. So look, at around about the $12 mark, um, I'm definitely having something on illustrious tycoon. I probably expect red red can man to get the better of him late and there is a chance red can man um at this time of the year these returning three-year-olds can just absolutely blouse the older horses so mm. i am aware of that and i won't be going over the top but um you're getting double figures illustrious tycoon um that's that's more than enough for me to get involved in a race which drops off very quickly um class wise um but the other runner i want to have something on speeding comet no, nah, not speeding comment. No, really. No, nah, I'm still dirty with scratch last week. Um, the other runner, not that it's impossible, but that's five weeks between runs now. That tells me there might be something untoward going on with speeding comment. Um, is Pim's Royale? Mm. Pim's Royale. I, initially, I thought I, I wouldn't be overly interested um, in going down that path, but again, the, these boys, the Fernie boys, are absolutely flying at the moment, and this is arguably their. Um, their lamp lighter for the stable. Um, his first up run last campaign is one you've got to watch uh, again to understand how well and how well these boys get their horses going fresh no trial. Um, so last campaign, Lucy went back to dead last. Uh, easily the run of the race. The two horses that beat him home were Free Trade and Stage Man who went on to uh, prove that that was pretty good form. Good so form, yeah. um, I don't know really where he ends up from the barrier. I can't explain that to you so well. Hope the speeding Comet leaves the three wide line. Hope he jumps well enough and can settle closer to them. Um, but I just I just think he's a really, really, really classy uh, runner. And I think last campaign, there was too many runs over the 1,000 metres, and the 1,000 metres isn't his go. He's a 1,200-metre uh, horse, even 13, 1,400-metre horse. So really like fresh 1,200. Mitch is riding well. If he can um, mirror the ride on Regal Council last week, um, I think he'll be coming late. So mm. for me, it's something. Pims Royale, 5-1, to one, something illustrious tycoon, double figures. Um, but... Again, I wouldn't be going over the top because there is a chance that Red Can Man could absolutely blouse them. But um, always happy to take it on at a dollar eighty. Yeah, and I don't blame you too. I think I think late bet fair. I imagine Red Can Man will potentially. Be it's been real well supported in the past, Red Can Man. So it mm. uh, wouldn't surprise me to see it see it stay really firm in the market. Um, there isn't much depth. Like after that, you're talking speeding. Fred Dag's one of yours. Yep. Um, speeding Comet will get out from the price. Fred Dag seven bucks. It's going to want the mile. Uh, damn ready, you can't have Brockoff. Specialism and truth and lies, you can't really have yeah. any. You just can't have any of the other runners. That's the yeah. thing. So it might not get out a huge amount. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, as I said, I'm happy playing those two and um, and hoping that Red Can Man doesn't uh, fire first up. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm on board Red Can Man, hoping to get a bit better than the current quote on offer. So I'll be waiting um, on the on the day to get involved. Big watch on Freg Dag first up, um, one of um, one of my top five horses in WA. Um, probably you've got a fair record on Fred if you're not tipping Fred then I know he can't win that's all, <laughs> that's all I know so um, basically just hoping that um, Red Can Man is ridden to his strengths and uh, even if he lands 1-1 with a good tempo on he can peel and, and, and just crunch him late mm-hmm. I think he's really really good Red Can yep no I can 100% see where you're coming from uh, the staying race of the day the budget car and truck rental handicap Good to see budget car and truck rental um, getting a race. When are we going to get a uh, one-one podcast race name? We're actually in discussions with a race club at the moment That's to, exciting, uh, isn't it? to sponsor a race every Thursday. So we'll um, stay tuned, listeners. We could we'll um, have to make sure we tip the winner of that, won't we? Yeah, no, no pressure. Yeah. So um, yeah, hopefully we can we can get the one-one uh, WA Racing podcast handicap up and running oh that would be exciting wouldn't it and we're going to inject uh bigger is it going to be what $150,000 race every week is it <laughs> we'll just we'll just raid what your are the, uh, what are the sponsors going? <laughs> we'll raid your piggy it's bank a, it's a uh yeah it's a, a meat meat pack to the winner every single week <laughs> and uh second gets a couple of pints up at the uh the Mundaring hotel okay which, yeah, which could come in handy actually so. yeah 100 percent yeah uh, okay, what do we got? A little staying race here uh, over the twenty one hundred. Probably the second tier stayers that aren't going to the um to the Bunbury Cup. I'm I'm surprised they're not going to the Bunbury Cup with Morning Song. I know that might seem like a bit of a stretch, but um really think uh, the way that um the way that she's progressing this campaign, I, I felt she was entitled to have a little a little dip. I think it's a what's the Bunbury Cup? A seventy eight plus. Yeah, I think it might have even been pushed up a bit more than that. Oh, Mary. okay. If that makes I'll, complete sense. Then. Yeah, I, you might be right. It might have been pushed up to an 83, mm. which means she's nine points below the limit. No, that's she's definitely in the right race then. Just ignore that I said anything. Um, yeah, 83 plus, confirmed. Okay, yep. right. Because uh, Spiritual Warrior top weight with a rating of 93. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I like our Spiritual Warrior being in that race, by mm. the way, because it really allows um, everything else to get in it nicely, uh, nicely weighted. We might even tip a little Bunbury Cup winner at the end of this uh, program. Oh, I said I wasn't going to do that because mm. he listens to me and he changes the odds. Maybe we won't. We'll see how we feel. Mm. Anyway, uh, on to the staying race at Ascot. Uh, first things first, um, really... Really impressed with the way Morning Song is progressing as a racehorse, BJ. He's not doing um, much wrong. I think you tipped him last week, and I was just to um, her. You tipped her. Sorry, Morning Song. You tipped her last week um, from a speed map point of view, and I was just to um, with the bar shoes on, even though Luke basically told us not to worry about him. Yeah, uh, I, I was just think to, Luke, um, Luke was keenest, I think. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yes, yes, Luke tipped it as well. Mm. I was uh, just probably a bit of a stubborn prick, which is um, – Probably what they'll put on my tombstone, actually. But um, Chrissy Graham goes on. Not much changes here. Probably probably should be going very close again. Um, but there's a horse that I want to tip. And I'm actually going to make it. Now, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm actually going to make it my best of the day as well. Best betting proposition. Best be- That's probably exactly right. Best betting proposition of the day. And that will be um, Barbie Will Do. Mm, good. I'm glad to hear that because I'm keen Barbie Will Do as well. Oh, there you go. Mm. Great minds, hey? Great minds. Get um, things wrong. 
Sell, sell, sell the listeners. Oh, I was going to say, you want to sell? Who's going to sell? You go. Okay. Ice to an Eskimo. It's one of my strengths. Um, they met three starts ago um, when Barbie Will Do basically gave Morning Song the cart up. Um, that day, Barbie Will Do was tough as nails to run second, beating 0.4 of a length. Gets a four kilo weight swing on that run. Um, and Chris Graham did ride that day. Chris Graham actually rode an absolute treat that day. Uh, came out at Pinjarra against two closest son. Got well back. This is why the Pope Yard was probably. I actually, think that, I actually think that run was pretty good. Yeah, so yeah. did I. The yeah. run was huge. It was, really, uh, really not, not that far inferior to Mackenzie Brook on the day yes. who came out and won the Albany Cup. Yep. Exactly right. And Mackenzie Brook will probably start second or third favourite in the Bunbury Cup mm. um, on Sunday. So um, that was a huge effort as well. Last start uh, in a very slowly run race, which I don't think is her strength. Um, 21 days ago behind plays the game. Should have won, I think. Mm. Plain and simply just held up uh, for the majority of the straight. Never really saw much daylight at all. Always a bit wary in these type of races, um, especially about a horse that tends to drift back a little bit. But I think we're due to see one of these races where there's some mid-race moves. Mm. And I don't think that we'd just be too happy sitting dead last Crystal Valley the whole way or inject the venom. I'm, I'm expecting it to want to inject some pace into the race. Here comes Lenny was poor a week ago. They'll want to get into the race and maybe yeah. make the horse do some work from the 800. Lucy out. back on, maybe. Yeah, it might go better for Lucy. Mm. Um Ben Patterson will be trying to lead on sacks on sacks off after taking a sit last start. Throwdowns are one pacer. They'll be off and going. So basically what I'm saying here, um, I while Morning Song looks like it should park, uh, she should park right behind and sort of play the fifth mm. and sacks on sacks off. Um, if they start putting some pressure in and it's sort of a, a last man standing um, or a last girl standing, um, I'm really keen on um, Barbie Will Do mm. being the weighted horse and... Um, she just she's just do a bit of luck, probably a bit like the stable, who's who's just starting to hit some form again. So um yeah, yeah they, got the, they got the winner last week with uh, was that Sky Five? Sky Five, yep. they did, yeah, and they had um, a lot of other place getters, a lot mm. of other horses that are getting close as well. So um, Barbie will do didn't really lose form during all that period yeah, as she, well. So she's actually in career best form. Something I hadn't thought about till just now is she is in career best form. Mm. So she's probably she was probably the lamplighter for the stable during that period where things were going south. Mm. If she was affected by whatever affected all of those horses and she's going to be better now um, as we've seen the rest of them are that means we should see further improvement mm. so um, took a bit of the eight bucks this morning bit of a steal but I'm pretty happy with 550 and above I don't know what's going to happen with the market there'll be some support for Paddy Shadow but I don't think it's a stayer I think Paddy Shadow is a mile at 1800 metre type horse Crystal Valley is close might be one run away yep um, but yeah, it's Barbie will do for me. It's currently five fifty. Suspect we see that price throughout. Surely we see that price throughout. Surely we might even see a bit longer. I don't know. But Before I start, one more question. Yes, Malia McNaught, Skin mm, and Tin's first crack at twenty one hundred meters, no. gate one. Won't stay. Can you make a case? No, won't stay. Okay, confident. All right. So yeah, I, I am. I'm stealing your thunder a little bit here, aren't I? No, that's okay. You, you laid it out really well. Barbie will do. Troy Turner on board. I think he can just fall out and maybe track. I imagine Morning Song and Here Comes Lenny will be following each other, something like that. Morning Song, then Here Comes Lenny, and maybe Barbie will do can be in that train as well. As well. Um, we want to see moves. We want to yeah. see this turn into a real, basically a dogfight before the bend. If this, if nothing makes a move, Barbie will do is giving Morning Song a three or four length start. Chris Graham should only really need to pull off the heels yeah. as a leader, and um, I don't think Barbie Wood catches it. So yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Troy Turner is going He won on her at Bunbury. Um, was it four starts ago now yeah. over twenty two hundred meters? 
So this 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 just race looks really set up nicely for Barbie will do. Um, obviously, Morning Song deserved favourite. She's turned into a real winner this preparation. Um, another one that that's the other. This is the second Peter's Investments horse that Clint Johnson Porter has been replaced aboard, which is an interesting this talking is a, point. This is a weight thing. A weight so I think thing, if you go sure. back three starts ago, when she got up to the 59, they actually replaced William Pike on mm. her as well. So, okay. um, yeah, I think that's a weight thing. Uh, even if you go back five starts, Molly Clark rode her when she got to 58 and a half. So I think that might be a – they just don't think she handles the weight. Fair enough. And um, so, yeah, she's the obvious horse to beat. I think here comes Lenny will relish Lucy Warwick. Welcome back to the saddle Lucy mm-hmm. Warwick she um, had a fall and is on the um, in his back in action on Saturday um, I think here comes Lenny will improve with Lucy Warwick back on board and Skin and Tins and, and um, Paddy's Shadow have sort of been coming along through similar races and have similar form lines both of those are, are racing well enough to, to make a splash and I'm with you with, with Crystal Valley I think um, she's just about ready but for me i'm with the guru barbie will do on top i like it barbie will do and it's nice to be in a grant at around that five six dollar mark as well a bit of a bit of value for the punters okay the lucky last uh, a- aka aka the get out stakes s-t-e-a-k-s yeah it is the very popular Market City Meets, Get Out Stakes competition. Just a reminder to everyone out there to enter and to be eligible for a gourmet meat pack from the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, Market City Meats. Hit us up at the 1-1-Pod on Twitter. Who you think will win the Get Out Stakes? Race nine on the card and a decimal winning margin, Terry. If Paul Huckle can be the first back-to-back winner, perhaps. Yeah, Paul Huckle going for the back-to-back. He might have to travel down to get his uh, stakes this time, though. They might not get couriered up to Port Hedland twice in a row. Yeah, it'd be good to see Huckle in town. So, the yeah, get out stakes, um, S-T-E-A-K-S. Two decimal points. Two decimal points preferred, but we don't want to overcomplicate things. Yeah, no. Moving on. Okay, the Ride Like a Girl movie night handicap. Have you uh, seen the Ride Like a Girl? Um, Michelle Michelle Payne? Payne? I have not seen Ride Like a Girl, but some know. of my sisters and my mother have seen it. And good. they said it was really good. Oh, yeah. there you go. They thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, they said, his, it was a, they said it was a vastly superior racing movie to The Cup. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's not difficult, is it? Yeah, so yeah. Um, I think uh, Stevie the Strapper was um, Stevie Payne. Yeah, Stevie Payne. Yeah, yep. he was he, actually in the movie himself, wasn't he? He, he started alongside yeah. uh, I think it was Sam Neill who played who played the part of uh, Michelle's father. I think so. Okay. Yeah, oh, I should watch that actually. Yeah, I'll make that a to do on the over the weekend. Planning on a bit of a quieter weekend after the Lord Lonsdale celebrations went on for twenty four hours longer than they had to. So yeah, maybe a bit of a movie night, uh, ride like a girl movie night at the uh, the Guru's house. <laughs> Can we sell tickets to that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we probably could. Okay. I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably get disappointed with some of the rides in the movie, I reckon. <laughs> There'll probably be a tantrum or two. What's he doing? There's <laughs> cover there. Take the one one. Uh, well, dear, I, don't think, I don't think you could knock Michelle Payne's Melbourne Cup. No. Right? No, no, no. But There's uh, not many bad rides at done. I think, uh, I think there was a Frankie Dottori might have been, uh, might have, I think that he might have caught your, uh, your rage uh, <laughs> in that particular cup. But anyway, moving on. 
Ah, okay. Well, this isn't a race. Um, I'm interested to see if we butt heads. We butted heads a little bit um, about the run of special choice last start. Mm -hmm. I told you that I thought maybe she had her chance. Not maybe. I think she had her chance. Um, They didn't go all that hard, but I felt that Pike Road, her retreat got out at the right time. I felt she was entitled to hit the line a bit harder than that. I also felt her trial was only so-so, and the form to come out of that trial, again, so-so. So I'm... um, yeah, I'm a little bit unsure about special choice here. Definitely, definitely expecting big improvement, um, as we always see from Bob Peters running second up, um, especially being first up over the 1,400 metres. Um, but where where did you land when reviewing that race and reviewing special choice's um, last run? I think she was a victim of circumstances. I think she should have won. Um, got sort of began really perhaps a bit too well and she then did, didn't she? yeah and then sort of got a because she began so well she was pretty keen and then when the race slowed up she did fight william pike for um quite a considerable amount of time chloe as a party was caught three wide no cover on sophie's song but because they were going so slow she was able just to improve into the race incrementally with momentum playing marika was following sophie's song and had jared noski on playing marika had william pike zip fastened in the pocket so i play marika let loose on straightening special choice had to come back and around and still managed to run second i think the run was huge under the circumstances huge? Are we using the word huge yeah i think okay, it was really, we're still we're going to agree or disagree on that still I think. okay i think i think it was really i think my take is if she has the run that playing Marika has, mm-hmm. three wide following Sophie's song, I think she wins by about two or three lengths. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I just think that the, the map, the tempo, everything was against her. And I, I imagine that she will come forward significantly second. Yeah, up. she definitely will. That's one thing. Um, I 100 And, and, and the, the last, last thing I want to say is there appears to be um, more genuine tempo in this race. So the other day there, there was like... Oh, it was fast. It was, it was yeah, an it was absolute joke. I think so. Sorvgaard led, and I don't think the plan would ever would have been initially to lead on Sorvgaard. So, yeah. Um, yeah, all those runners that settled on pace pretty much ended up finishing on pace. Anyway, what um, what did you have leading this? Are you expecting lipstick flickers up to the 1,400 metres to want to lead? Do you think the stable will want to lead? I suspect they're going to want to land leaders back. Yep. I don't think they want to lead up uh, with weight i know they've got claim but with weight first crack at 1400 gate one there's an opportunity there to um take a lob, lob in the box seat yep she's a light or um bobcat johnny I can you see any other speed uh san crispino yeah san crispino is a plot of, it hasn't raced for a while i don't know if they'll go forward oh yeah they they've gone will. forward all prep yeah how long's it been since san crispino had a run i just sort of put so a line like through san crispino it's been 38 days, days yeah. yeah back to the 1400 they will roll forward you're right probably but um yeah it's it's not the strongest of speed It'd be one thing i'd like to see emma stent riding now without the a next to her name um, oh, and she's riding brilliantly at the moment she's genuinely riding really really well at the moment i really trust her when i'm um, having a bet um on emma at the moment um up to the 1400 here i'd like to see her be nice and aggressive especially hearing that with lipstick flickers and she 
might be aware of that herself and just say, look, I'm going to have the lead here. I'm going to take this up. So um, I don't think she can win the race. But um, Racing really well, that horse. Yeah, yeah it is. Had, had its chance. I think if it was going to beat Lipstick Flickers, it would have done last start. Um, she found the back of Lipstick Flickers in the run. Um, and she's ridden this horse so well all campaign. Yeah. Um, but Lipstick Flickers was just too good. Um, and then Long Beach was obviously too good for both of them. So by that reckoning... You have Bobcat Johnny Blinkers on rolling forward sitting outside leader. How interesting is it the Blinkers didn't go on second up and now they are on? It's really, really, um, yeah, that's intrigued me, um, to be honest. So, yeah, I do. I've got Bobcat Johnny. I expect a, a bit more um, aggression on um, on Robert Cat Johnny, uh, Alan Kennedy and King and King's Jewel winner. She got the Kelp going yesterday again. Which you predicted she might. She does. So. I don't know how she got that turnaround uh, so quickly. And Cat's off to Anne. I've got a lot, her, got a lot of time for and her. And her stable. He was time. legless at Pinjarra and then oh. he's launched into second in the uh, Bunbury Stakes Is he yesterday. second? I thought Platoon ran. I actually didn't look at the result afterwards. Thought he ran second, yeah. yeah. He might have done, yeah. yeah. I just know free trade run. That was a wall after that, so mm. haven't done the review yet. But um, look, what price have you got special choice here? As you can tell, I'm pretty uh, indecisive in this last race. I was 260. Yeah, so I, I'm 250. So mm. I've just said what I've said and, and special choice – just these progressive Peters runners. You don't often see 330, 340 about them. So I can 100% see why, um, why special choice. Uh, and it's probably the bet here, to be honest. But yeah, I'm not sure, BJ. I, I, I don't think I can let Bobcat Johnny go around at 20 to 1. Mm. I think Bobcat Johnny was a better run than special choice last, cam uh, last campaign. Yeah, last, at least as good as for sure. Last yep. time out. And, and this time, in, if, if they can ping the lids, which they didn't do last time out with the blinkers on, Hopefully that assists. Um, and it, look, looking at this, this might be a, a, a bit far-fetched, but San Crispino, 38 days, they might think on speed, but not lead, okay? We don't want to lead when we're a bit fresher. Uh, she's a light, 1,200 to 1,400. Maybe didn't run out the strongest 1,200. So they might be thinking, go forward, but again, we prefer cover. Maybe Bobcat Johnny gets across them all. Maybe, it, maybe with the blinkers on, Bobcat Johnny finds the top. So Also, the other horse who could win... Um, and he's a bit of a price actually King almost mad he is King Blitz yeah I've had something on this morning at that price just because it was wrong I thought I didn't want to have much on but 25 to 1 or whatever it was about a horse that um, it's two runs this prep has been monstrous yeah, it's huge and it wasn't suited 1200 to 1600 last start back to the 14 uh, when was Noel Rudland's last city winner? I don't know. That's, a, a, that's a good mastermind question. Yeah, it's, yeah. it would have been. Uh, it would have been a while. Perth winning rider. Heed the toll. I don't think he's riding all that badly. Um, for riding a very aggressively. Yeah, for a jockey that doesn't get too many rides in the city. But um, look, you can probably hear uh, my indecision in the way I'm talking about this race. Um, I think Lipstick Flickers is a very nice horse, but taking the. Sit I feel like you're heading. You're getting drawn back into the vortex. Is that where you're Well, heading? the prices, I'm, as you know, prices draw me in different directions. Um, I, I think lipstick flickers will be hard to beat. Taking a sit concerns me. Just not really, yeah, I don't know if that's 100% the go, but um, price-wise, special choice at 330 is a bet. And um, Bobcat Johnny, 20 to 1. Is it still 20 to 1? When I was looking earlier, it was twenty to one. I just thought that looked um, that best looked available like, was twenty dollars. Yep. Yeah, to me that just looked like the uh, the wrong price. So, at those two marks, um, I'd be happy having something on the pair of them, and um, we're going to wait a run for Smarty just to prove I'm not completely oh. in the Fernie vortex. We're not. Um, we're not keen on. I'm not keen on Smarty here. Okay. Well, well, I made my case earlier about how 
I felt special choice performed first up. Obviously, no William Pike, um, but not not many are riding better than Chris Parnham at the moment. He's a he's a worthy um, fill in for the mm-hmm. Wizard. Now, uh, special choice, obviously, second in Belgravia behind Jericho Missile, fourth in a champion Phillies. Probably should have finished closer. That was Tuscan Queen, KC, Santa Barana, and then was a uh, beaten less than length when fourth along uh, behind War Saint uh, and the likes of Red Can Man and Dig Deep, Dig Deep, Jericho Missile, and Superstorm. That's in, four times I brought Dig Deep up. And you're going for the record in the WA Guinea. So her credentials stack up. Uh, I'd like to see her with a. She's an interesting Cerise and White Peter's Investments horse because she's actually got a bit of gate speed. Mm-hmm. She, she begins really well, so I'd like Chrissy Parnham to be relatively positive. If he can land midfield on this, th- uh, at worst, um, not oh, he too- could probably land three pairs back. He yeah. could probably land two pairs. He could just about have the one one. Yeah, yeah, and I think a, a, a positive ride. He's on the best horse. Uh, Chrissy Palmer's got to keep her out of trouble. I think she's got these covered. I'm I'm wrapped with that with that price. Um, I'm surprised we're seeing that price. I, mean, I think a few people. What might. price would it be if Pike was on? Do you think? Uh, 40, 50 cents shorter, 270, mm. 280. I don't think they'll um, Pike versus Chris Parnham. There'll be a huge difference. Mm. Uh, if it was Pike versus Peter Hall, I think the price. They're insane. That Tuscan Queen traded at 220, 230 on Betfair last yep. week. Um, which was obviously pretty thin um, for a Cerise and White runner without Pike, but uh, yeah, as it's just it's surprising to see. I thought when I marked uh, her two dollars fifty, I might have been a little bit, even a little bit heavy, yeah. just because it's. Mm. I, but again, we've got to be wary about being drawn into this vortex. She was backed into a shorter price. That's what I mean. Than Superstorm, they well, raced on the same card, her and Superstorm, and she was backed into a shorter price than Superstorm. She was dollar seventy five, dollar seventy, dollar sixty five, dollar sixty. So yeah, look. Yeah, I've. Uh, it's one of my favourite. But some people might. These. Some people might be in your account that she was a bit plain. So, yeah. uh, which which might which might even, impact the, the price. The thing is, even if she was a bit plain, she doesn't mean she can't win this. She, she might not be as good as the other Peters runners. Doesn't mean she can't win a graduation like this. So yeah. At over three to one, she just she has to be a bet. Very simply, I've. A lot of what I do is taking these Peters runners second up and getting the two eighty about them when I reckon they should be a dollar ninety, or getting the three fifty when I think they should be two twenty. So this is a great example, not one that I'm jumping over myself to be on, but um, yeah, I'll I'll be just playing the pair of those two yeah. um, with Bobcat Johnny. I mean, you could even make a case to have something small on King Blitz as well. At, yeah, but um, yeah, I always when there's a bit of a barren spell for a jockey in town, I'm usually happy staying away with Nolly Rudland in that case. Fair enough. I suppose that's why you're getting the price that you're getting. Yeah, exactly right. So for me, I'm pretty keen on special choice. Uh, I'm a little bit scared of Smarty. Uh, Interesting that Luke Fernie trialed this horse the other day. So does that suggest that it needed it and that it's a bit behind the eight ball? So we'll wait and see. King Blitz is a huge danger in in my opinion. But um, from a class point of view, the last horse I'm going to mention, because this horse just ran absolutely out of its skin, the other day, there's a horse called Utgard Loki. It was massive in a very fast race behind Media Baron last start. That was its second run for the Justin Warwick stable. Not, I thought it might be looking for a bit further than the 14, and it's going to be rearwards from gate 13. But watch out for Utgard Loki, especially moving forward as well. But for me, it's all about special choice in the get-out stakes, Terry. I like it. S-T-E-A-K-S. That's the one. 
All right, we've made it to the end of a, another preview. Probably, uh, well, not probably, definitely my uh, favourite part of the show. Our uh, our one bets or our uh, yeah one our best betting proposition of the day of the day. Uh, what have you got as your uh, as your one investment for the day? The two runners that are that I really like that are both uh, well over my well not well over but over my rated prices and is that the, two bets or one bet well i was just going to say these is long beach and special choice the two peter's investments yes. runner to prove that i'm well and truly in, in the, the vortex. vortex i'm leaning towards long beach mm-hmm. i like the fact that there's been money for tommy blue but i'm expecting long beach to start shorter on the day so 260 best available for long beach i think i think that horse is um Something about that horse. I think he'll win. Okay, I do. Uh, Terry, following I'm up your Lonsdale Long lady. Yeah, Long Beach is a week before as well, going for a hat trick. Yep. Um, trying to keep a track of that. Uh, yeah, not a week where I um, am that enthused. It could have been our Danny. It could have been uh, the double play, illustrious tycoon slash Pim's Royal. But um, I've opted for Barbie. Will do. Um, I, I just, I think it'll win the race with normal mm. luck, but. Normal luck on a stayer who gets back is something that uh, isn't something that always occurs, BJ. But we're going to get the price as well. So if um, if I was only having the one bet for the day, um, it would be um, Barbie will do at around five fifty six bucks. Okay, value time, Maddie's. Maddie, easy can, one this week. Can you got anything twenty dollars plus? Yeah, well, time? Bobcat Johnny. Um, as I said, I've probably got Bobcat Johnny in clearly in my top three. I'll probably. I haven't uh, landed on what my selections will be for the hub just yet, but mm-hmm. um, at that price, it's pretty hard not to tip and suggest to have something on. The blinkers on is such a huge addition um, for this horse. So 20 to 1, Bobcat Johnny, that will do me. Just handy, probably stiff mm. to miss out. It's uh, just shy of the $20 mark, but uh, no, Bobcat Johnny, Maddie. Okay. Um, just handy and King Blitz are both just shy of twenty dollars. They um, are the best part of twenty dollars, but not quite there. The only horse that really caught my eye that falls into that category is in the staying race. Is a horse called Throwdown. If yep. Throwdown at his best is a staying race, and if that, when I was thinking about your description of the race, mid race moves, three wide lines, four wide lines. That could suit a patiently ridden throwdown down on 54 and a half kilos. Stephen Miller stable a bit off, and they haven't been going all that well for a while. But he doesn't have many runners, to no. be honest. But throwdown's a good, honest, a, a good, decent stayer on his day. Um, if Stephen SJ Miller's got him right, he could be running on um, a current best available $27. So, yeah, it is an out and out stayer, too, it is, isn't it? Yeah. So. Yes, no, I don't mind that. Um, horses to follow. Pretty good record, uh, our horses to follow. In I'm pretty points. sure that both feature race winners were uh, horses to follow in our early episodes, Lonsdale Lady and Money Matters. So, yes. Yeah, um, there's, yeah. there's been all doubt that I would have made Lonsdale Lady a horse to follow, I'd yeah. suggest. So. Yeah. And follow I did, BJ. Mm. Um, but this week, um, quite a few, actually, uh, from last week's... Um, Ascot meeting. We're going to wait again. Uh, I don't think Floyd lost any uh, admirers. The drop back from 1,200 to 1,000. We're probably going to wait for someone who's riding a little bit more often to get on board and replace Jerry. Um, But uh, he wins one very shortly, you'd suspect. Uh, Devoted star lost no admirers after missing the start by... 
thousand lengths. Mm-hmm. Um, a typical Peters runner will improve and peak, not peak, but just about peak second up. So watch for um, watch for that. It runner. was quite 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 incredible to see where she finished. Yeah, exactly right. It was a massive. Yeah, run. exactly right. Gosh. And um, every chance for her next up, Pike will be back as well. Yeah. Cryptic Love was arguably a better run than Regal Council. Um, yeah. I actually saved on Cryptic Love, so that was a bit of a painful watch for me. Interesting stewards inquiry into that, that ride as well. I actually want to talk about that. If mm. we're going to have a hair, we're going to a little late tandy. Hashtag, how Terry's, is that hashtag a, Terry's tandy. How is that a stewards report? It's missed the kick. He's gone back and run on. How are they possibly questioning that ride? I'm not sure. Just what are you? What are you questioning about that ride? If you're picking out that ride out of any ride, like there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah, unless they unless their in-house maps had it forward, then which well, neither. I, I had it back. I'm pretty sure I had it going back as yeah. well. Yeah. Anyway, that's just. We're but staying, he was we're staying he, positive today. Yeah, positive. Um, um, but in saying that, he was quizzed at length. Why? Regarding the tactics. So. Oh, I don't get it. I'm not saying it was the best ride in the world or anything of that nature, but I had it going back. It's It's gone back more than it's gone forward throughout its career. So anyway, um, and the other one was uh, Tuscan Queen, wait for Pikey to go back on. Mm, um, Pike, yep. I reckon, uh, yeah, she. we're still yet to see her best. She can still definitely win the Oaks and the um, and the Derby. So yep. um, going a little bit deeper into the country, um, he's almighty, got beaten by a horse that you flagged called Son of a God, who mm. was threes to tens just about and won like an absolute jet on mm. a leader bias day. Reckon that form line will be huge. Son of a God. A length back was He's Almighty. I think He's Almighty wins any maiden to go soon next start. Four lengths back was Uncanny Timing, and I think it's a pretty smart type as well. So He's Almighty wins any maiden that goes to next start. And the other one is I'd love them to find – yeah, bang. And the other one is I'd love them to find a race where you can make some ground, but continually running into bad luck, continually getting bad rides, um, continually running huge final splits as a horse called Together We Dream. Yeah. Absolutely bolting, but just needs to – find the right race i think a midweek ascot you know one of those meetings where the rail's out and they're swooping and making ground mm. oh, i think it can win and i think it can win at a, a little price as well um even further deeper my final one i've given you a lot here um it's actually going around the first at albany tomorrow a horse called my name star um should have won its first go from 1100 to 1500 was the biggest model beaten you're just about ever see um yeah should be winning the first at albany tomorrow anything above even money probably Interesting. Whack. Done. Bang. Seven. Given given the listeners plenty of gold there. Over to you. Gee, Bob had a tough day at the office at Ascot last Saturday, didn't he? I, did like, I call it? He would. I did. I told you he. The only winner I'm tipping him on top is Bogart. I just said I think they're all. They just don't look suited. None yeah. Of look suited. So yeah, he would have. He would have been shaking his head as he uh, wandered off course. Um, which brings me to a horse to follow. Dark Choice, really nice return. The 2019 Oaks oh, winner. Oh, huge, yes. Huge return. Yep. You can follow her with confidence mm-hmm. wherever she goes. Um, similarly, just because the Oaks and the Derby around the corner, I don't think Bogart lost any admirers. He's going to be suited up in trip at the, um, 18, 24. Watch for him to continue to develop. The, he, yeah, that race wasn't ideal for him and he still was beaten what a length on the line or something yeah, like yeah. that he was good and um 
I thought Mood Goddess in the Phillies race didn't have a lot of luck when she needed it. I think with an uninterrupted passage, she should have run top three, second or third, possibly okay. third the other day. Um, Tuscan Queen obviously falls into that category as well, but she's um, she could run a cheeky race at a price in the Natasha moving 100%. forward. We know that the stable's got a big opinion too. So, yep. um, yeah, it's uh, there's a real, there was a real wall behind... Uh, uh, Lonsdale, wasn't there? In, there in was. Even sense. I think Naughty by Nature was three wide, no cover. Oh, the entire was... The last of thousand. It was yeah, huge. It was yeah. a big it run. So. Oh, you got to give Canvas credit, though. The horse that did run second. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and with the form Coriola. So, um, yeah, they'll be confident. Maybe Cripple will be confident. He might get his uh, first uh, black type as a uh, Jockey manager. manager. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. So Okay. My favourite segment. Top-notch trialers. So... Um, there was a horse by the name of Boss Snip who won at the February 24 Lark Hill Trials, won really well. Go for Franked. Franked. It's been franked, hasn't it? It has. Coven, uh, what was it called? Cliffs of Comfort. Cliffs of and Comfort. And the fifth horse was Ellie and Pink. Yes. Yeah, yeah so that's so, a boom little, uh, boom looking little trial, that one. Yeah, everyone would have seen it, but Boss Snip looks pretty, uh, that was a hot trial. Who trains it? It should be winning, is it? Justin Warwick, I'm pretty I'm, sure, I'm Boss Snip. Sure. So um, Justin Lucy Warwick, Boss Snip, follow. Everyone, moving on to the, the Belmont set on Tuesday, everyone would have seen Express Time, one start, one win, uh, Northern last winter, Neville Parnham stable. It bolted in in a trial um, at Belmont. It looks like a really, really smart horse, Express Time. And there was a two-year-old, and we're going to be talking a little bit about the Ganjimi Racing Stables. Two-year-old by the name of I'm a Single Man, unbeaten at trials. It's won its 400-meter trial, and then it won a 1,000-meter trial at Belmont on Tuesday. This horse goes pretty good. Mm. So I'm a Single Man. Look for it stepping out in a race sometime soon. It, um, it's a nice type in the making. Just a baby. I'm a Single Man. The Ganjimi Racing Stables um, theme continues over into our whatever happened to terry mm. so this week's whatever happened to we actually got a message from friend of the podcast patrick budge um he asked Budgie us smugglers he asked us to track down the whereabouts of crystal spirit from gan jimmy racing oh, which yeah. is a good one that also hasn't been cited for some time now and while we're doing that i wouldn't mind just asking them where the Fagazi is out. So we'll double up there, Crystal Spirit and the Fagazi. We'll talk to the Ganjimi setup and see if they can provide some information for the listeners on where those two horses are at. What horse did Crystal Spirit... I was at the track and there was a bloke um, near us who had a last leg of a multi, Crystal Spirit, $1.40. Uh, fell in, absolutely fell in. I think it was Battle Talk who might have ran second that day. Came from the clouds with William Pike on. Um, oh, I might not have been Battle Talk. But yes, Crystal Spirits. It was one of those typical um, Ganjemi horses that travels so well and just doesn't always like a bit like Rock Rock Magic's obviously a, a superstar, but it travels so well under races. You think it's going to let down, but it doesn't necessarily have that so, big turn of foot. But. So that was its last start in a race. Oh, there you go. When do you reckon that was? 8th of September, yeah, 2018. Stop, stop, stop. I, I, wait, I know the horse's name. Uh, Akadasset. No, it wasn't Akadasset. Oh, this is going to frustrate me, BJ. You got one more guess, and then we got to uh, just keep talking. I'll get. We'll get back to it. Let me, well, let me I'm about think. to tell you who uh, ran second. Uh, I do know this as well. That's the worst part. Just tell me. It's going to frustrate me. Big Caroline. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. It's mm. a wet track. I was going to say it's a wet tracker though. So. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So obviously, um, 
this horse is still flagged as spelling at the moment, but we'll, we'll chat to Ganjimi Racing, see That's where Crystal Spirit and the Fagaz are up to. So thanks for sending that in, Patrick. And thanks to all the listeners for sending um, some horses for us to follow up on Twitter. Quite a popular, popular segment, the Whatever Happened To. So keep firing them in and we'll, we'll get on to it, Terry. 100%. So last week's Twitter poll, we discussed the merits of the rule, um, AR100, yep. where trainers are obliged to let stewards know if they're going to be changing uh, instructions or, or from their horse's regular pattern of racing i suppose mm-hmm. this was brought on by obviously the mandari situation um there was another example of it at Esperance cup day um was brought to our attention by jockey brad parnham so the the twitter it's, poll it happens was, every like yesterday semigel went forward from a wide gate most would have had it going back mm. i don't think there was any announcement to to mean which yeah. which plays to my point do we need to do we need to know yeah it's a it's a difficult one my vote would have been yes but i want it policed a lot harder it's either all my vote is no and then just let it happen yeah at the moment it's half-assed i feel so either do it and do it properly or don't do it at all because there's no consequences for for not lodging a change of tactics. no exactly right and And you might get a better price and there's no tactics for lodging a change of tactics and not following the change of tactics. tell you what though so i don't know shout out to renee forrest and michael hackett yesterday announced that lexton gambler would be they said would attempt to be ridden forward or make a mid-race move or they basically said and renee after not jumping well took a sit three wide and then took off just when they slowed down a little bit uh, I couldn't believe it held on. I actually could not believe it won the race. But uh, that was the perfect uh, announcement tactically. I tell you and what, probably, that, was, that was just about the ride of the day. Shout uh, out to uh, Hats off, Bam not, Bam. With, not without a doubt, yeah. that was the ride of the day by a country mile. This was Bunbury um, Stakes Day yesterday. And the best part is for the tactical announcement there was Zar Merritt was 250 out to nearly $6 on Betfair. Um, and those that were probably looking to get involved in Zar Merritt probably said, eh. Maybe not. Maybe or maybe not with the same level of confidence because we're going to be taken on a long way from home. It's exactly what occurred. So, Lexton um, Gambler. Lexton Gambler. There you go. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, and know when to make a mid-race move. Hats off, Bam Bam and Michael Hackett as well. That was huge. I've enjoyed that one. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed that one. So anyway, the the getting back to the poll, it was fifty. It was roughly fifty-six to 44 percent people uh voted yes that they want to know and that i oh, sorry rather yes that uh trainers should that rule should be enforced ar 100 so i don't know well um twitter has spoken yeah but this week's poll terry made a mention of it earlier in the yes. podcast i was interested uh We'll make the poll a simple yes or no question. If a um, and hopefully this might lead to one of our uh, a bookmaker, maybe a local bookmaker, um, setting an all-in market, maybe a, a bit more of a friendly one than the ones we saw for the upcoming features. Um, if a, an all-in market was created right now for the railway stakes, would free trade be the favourite? Yes. No. Yes, no, or um, no, just yes or no. Yeah. Um, but comment below um, with if it's a no, comment below um, which runner you'd have as your current favourite. Sure. BJ, what would be your current favourite? It's a hard one. You got to have. First, a, first have a name think. that pops into my head is Windstorm. 
um and that just came straight to my yeah. head so earlier when we spoke about it didn't so. we make a rule about barring that name from the, from the <laughs> podcast for a, little, for a short period of time it starts with wind and ends with storm so uh but yeah that's a great one terry because um I, th- I really think that could inspire the local agency to put up an, uh, a railway stakes. Well, we know, we know they're a listener, so um, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Just what I see in free trade is a horse that can – it's got a real um, – as I mentioned earlier, it's got a real railway stakes profile. Jumps, can land on speed, can travel on a hot tempo. We often see railways run at really hot tempos, and it can still give um, – uh, late as well so it's a, it's got a real pro and it's an improving horse obviously every single campaign it's getting better and better so it's got a real um it's got a real railway stakes profile so yeah interesting let's uh let's chuck that on twitter this week yeah let's see what twitter has to say so that just about wraps things up terry it does now bookmaker pete mccormack's not far away from joining us on the one one i was meant to confirm that wasn't i hopefully we might have him in next week we'll confirm that on twitter in the next couple of days uh if he's not in next week um he definitely won't be far away so it will be very interesting to to pick uh, a bookmaker's brain and um and uh hear from pete probably how the bookmaking games changed um in the last few uh well probably the last couple of decades as well i guess so i'm i'm personally really looking forward to to having Pete on and um, he's a very sharp mind of, um, of uh, the WA racing scene as well. Yeah, and he got a good view of your uh, mm. celebration, Lonsdale Lady, last Sunday yeah, as did, well. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah it's probably a bit, yeah. I felt a bit silly about that the next day. I carried on like a bit of a pork chop, but that's nothing really new for me either. I wouldn't have thought so. Enjoy, enjoy your wins, Terry. Yeah, enjoy them when they come, I guess, isn't it? Anyway, so that probably brings us to the end of another podcast uh number 15 uh thanks to everyone for for sitting through this and, and listening again hopefully we've found you a couple of winners um good luck to those heading out to the track on saturday or even heading down to bumry cup sunday which i might be a small chance of plodding along to but um it looks a really uh it looks a nice little bumbry cup a few more entrants in the bumbry stakes which is nice but um anyone getting out to the races over the weekend or cheering home regal power on saturday uh good luck and until next week on the one one